Past the Remote, the new show on Twoodcast. I'm James Chalmers, and with me are my brand new co-hosts, Tina Haritonidis. Yep, that's me. And Nick Owen. Hello. So it's basically the old show just reinvented. <laughs> yeah, I was like, brand new. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's brand new. Yeah. Oh, good it's, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it started. <laughs> 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 they won't get that joke unless they, like, we put in the first opening credits, and even if we don't, we won't explain it to them. Yeah, yeah. no, no, it's um, a good joke. So basically, this is the uh, the evolution of that's what she said. We announced in our last episode that we were shutting it down because even though we love talking about the office, we tend to love talking about the office a lot more outside of the podcast yeah. than in the podcast about it. So instead, we're going to talk about uh, movies and TV, and then do an ongoing retrospective of the office as we feel. It's sort of not. It's not like an entirely new concept. I think we're just going to incorporate some, some bits that we liked from the old one. Yeah, um, expand it a bit just because. I think we all watched the same shows and just started talking about them as well, so... Well, absolutely. I think given the, the structure of, you know, kind of bringing in segments each week or, like, topics each week to talk about, which you would think would be been easy with The Office, but after a while, it's like, hey, we have to do, like, homework. We have to watch, yeah, like, that's right. an hour's worth of oh, TV. Oh, so Everyone's hard watching busy. an episode of The Office. You would, say, you would think not, but, like, by the time I get home... No, it is. <laughs> yeah. By the time I get home, I'm like, you know what? I've seen this so many times. I'd yeah. rather just, yeah. you know, watch something else. It's once you have to do it for homework, sort of thing like that. Yeah. It's like, if you mm. love writing, that's fantastic. But then once you have to, like, write a story for homework, it's like, ugh. Yeah. Oh, no, even then, I still like writing stories. Sort of thing. But, um, but we tend to watch quite a bit during the week. Like, I was just saying before we started, or like a little while ago, that I watched, like, four movies since we last spoke. So, we should have content, like, constantly coming in to discuss. Yeah. But it just means we kind of kick back and discuss things that we've watched without the kind of the obligation to be like, all right, now that they've done that, let's go into like two hours worth of the office or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. And we'll still absolutely do it. We still love the show. We're not like saying it's no good anymore. We really dig it. It's just, um, it gives us a little bit more freedom to do the show that we want to do um, and without feeling kind of guilty for abandoning the concept at any point. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so this is a uh, past the remote. <laughs> it's starting. <laughs> we couldn't decide on a title. So. Yeah, we would have started recording like 20 minutes ago, but we're like, what are we going to call this show? Yeah. Um, well, how do you want to do it? Do you want to go like naturally go just like movies that we might have seen in the last, since the last episode and then migrate onto television? Well, we could, do, yeah, we might do that. Like maybe the structure of the show, which we're still kind of working out, seeing we only started this show about, two, you know, five seconds ago, uh, two and a half minutes actually, my bad. Um, is maybe we'll just do like a kind of the first part of the show, be like kind of catch up or a round up of everything we've watched. So flicks we've seen in cinemas or just watched at home, um, and then like go into TV, and then we're going to take the topic of the week. Like we do have a topic this week. We will have to do a little bit of homework, um, but not so much so that we're like let's never do the show again. Yeah, just a uh, fun homework. Which I sent you like the message is like this sounds great. Yeah, I was really excited by that, and um, <clears throat> when it's revealed, 
<coughs> excuse me. I feel like next week we could just do the opposite of that theme, if you know what I mean. Least favourite. <coughs> yes. Are we hiding the concept? Spoilers! <coughs> All right, sure. No, that's fine. We can definitely say that. Yeah. Um, should we do like a brief introduction of who we are, or do you think everyone who listens to the old show is carried over, or should we go with the Stanley uh, theory that every show is someone's first show? I uh, I wouldn't be against like a 10 second introduction to each of us. Sure. You can start. Uh, my name's James Chalmers. No! <laughs> I live on Day Show. No. <laughs> yeah. no, my name's Nick Owen. Uh, I'm a, a student and I love watching TV and movies and hanging out with these two, so that's about well, it. Well, that was that was kind of the... Fo- like, we worked together first, but very quickly we found out that we both just love movies and TV yes. and that's what kind of kind of united, like, began that friendship really kind of spurred it forward. Because we've worked together now for, like, two years or something. It's been a while, hasn't it, yeah. Um, in the Immortal Words of Stained. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a song where it's like, it's been a while yes. since I I made that joke to someone a while ago, they didn't get the reference, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. That was a huge song in my <laughs> teen years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Tina is... Tina. Yep. Yeah. Done. Says it all. Done. That's about it. Um, you have yeah, to, you have I'm to reveal a... anything about personal life. Yeah, I, I know. I'll reveal what I want to reveal. Thank you very much. Stunning. Just went to the toilet two minutes ago. No, I just kidding. I did not. Um, I, <laughs> nobody's going to hear that. Um, yeah, no, I am a teacher and a self-professed Harry Potter fanatic. And, um, I have two wonderful dogs that I love very, very much that I share with you, James. That's true. You do like movies and TVs, probably not as much as myself. Yeah, you? I like movies and TVs. And just the, tele- the, the televisions themselves. Yeah, not the shows, yeah. just the universe. Lots it really loves yeah. a good bezel on a TV. Yeah. Like, really good frame. <laughs> Is that how it's pronounced? Bezel? That's how I would say I it. Thought it's I thought it was pronounced Bezel. But that would be weird. No. Why do you leave the TV specs to the professional? Yeah. Bezel. Both of us have like, worked with TVs before. We're like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Bezel, Bezel. Yeah. Beelzebub. <clears throat> also Sorry, I'm just Bezel. writing down future themes I can... Well, I uh, remember mm. them. So. No, go for it. Um, and you, James? Who are you? Uh, I'm James, and I'm a big fan of movies and TV. Oh, well done. I that been... was a great intro. <coughs> that was my really big intro. Um, actually, two wonderful dogs with you. Yep. <coughs> Tina, not Nick. Maybe one day we'll play two dogs. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We never know. <coughs> um, well, if you, you guys move into my place like you're planning. <laughs> <coughs> but, um... <coughs> Yeah, and then, well, I also, like, kind of work with movies and music and TV shows every day, which is kind of cool. Mm. And uh, just... Does that not ever get... It's like, you know, that, that old theory, like, you don't make your hobby your job kind of thing. I like to uh, I like to kind of think, if you do what you love, you're never really working. Okay, yeah. so that's, that's, not, that's a good way to look at it. That's not quite true with this, but it's pretty good. Like, I really love where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. I actually just, you know, I have, like, to really kind of brag or talk myself up. Just got a promotion, so Ooh. now I get to, like run the departments that I love, which is even cooler. Is that why I can see that your bed is now made up of cash rather than a mattress? <laughs> yeah. I was like, these goose feathers are not good enough. Give <laughs> yeah. me green bills from the US. <laughs> um, but yeah, and yeah, I'm, but it never really gets boring for me. Like People will be like, wouldn't you get Sigley and DVDs all the time? I'm like, no, because I'm like, oh, I forgot about this movie. I need to watch this. And stuff. Yeah, so I suppose it's that. It, always, it gives me like a wonderful like, list of things to kind of look forward to. And now that I'm doing the ordering, I'm just going nuts. I'm like, oh my god, I could have got all this stuff in. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I've been given too much power. I'm going to go corrupt. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's a very like that's shoddy yeah, intro. They all know all about us now. Let's just say you'll learn to love us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
You'll learn more about us as we go <laughs> along. Um, but if you listen to this show, then you're obviously like already on the networks. So you would have heard Trudcast, and that's what she said. So you've heard us all before, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But if not, welcome. Willkommen. That was very German. Oh, I'm done. I was trying to. I was trying to. I was like, I need. I need one. Um, so, before we get into the topic of the day, should we talk about some stuff we've watched? Yeah, well, uh, let's start with the big one that we've all, all three of us mm-hmm. have seen. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Fabulous Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, damn it, what did I watch? It was like a on the homosexual community. I've been planning that for about four days now. Uh, uh, what did you guys think of it? Uh, Are we going spoilers? We're going spoiler free? What do you want to do? Because we can do, like, we can start spoiler free, kind of do like a general overview and then go into spoilers if you like. I think we can probably do it without spoiling. Oh, uh, no, we can't. No, there's definitely no. stuff that I need to talk about. Uh, so. mm-hmm. I'll make an executive decision and just say spoilers. Cool. All right. If you haven't seen Beast yet, and Chance I probably have because this film made $147 million since opening weekend, it literally made almost all of its budget back in three days oh, wow. and it hasn't opened in America yet. So, oh, yeah. God, hasn't it? No. So Crazy. you've probably been one of the people to see it. Um, yeah, thoughts? You should start. Yeah, Tina being the being the self-professed Harry Potter fan. Definitely. Um, I I actually I actually don't know how I feel about it. Still. And still still don't know how I feel about it. I'm leaning more towards like. Yep. Um, but my <laughs> experience of watching a movie was marred by a moron on his phone oh, next God. to me the entire time. James. So that really no. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, I had James my owl there sending messages. Um. <laughs> so, go. So that that really sort of put me off. I'm seeing it again on Sunday. Oh, nice. So um, uh, that should that should be good. Um, yeah, I'm leaning more towards like. There are certain things where I was like, "Something about you, don't really like." Mm. Um, but for the most part, I I really did enjoy. It. I loved how we got to see all the animals. Um, I loved. Um, seeing the 1920s, I really loved the character of Queenie, and I loved the character of Jacob. I thought they were great. Which one um, was Queenie, sorry? The, the, the flirty one. The sex oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I liked it. My cons, my cons for it was, why is Johnny Depp in this movie? We did Johnny say Depp spoilers. <laughs> does not need to be in this movie. He does not play, need to play Grindelwald. He was shit. And he's just doing his whole, I'm Johnny Depp, in different faces. Well, to be fair, in defense of Johnny Depp, and I'm only going to say this, he's only in for about like five seconds. And And he ruins it. He doesn't have a lot to do. I I felt very similar to you. um, Why does he have two different coloured eyes? Doesn't need to have two different coloured eyes. Um, I really... Why does he have a pedestache? (laughs) Doesn't need to have a pedestache. Continue. Um, So my (laughs) opinion of the film, you know what we should do as well, is at the end of each film we talk about in cinemas, we should give like a little... Rating as well. I mm. love fucking rating films. So cool. they, they speak my language. Um, I um, I really enjoyed it. Well, like, can I finish my? I think yeah, I think you were I, finished. No, I wasn't finished. You said continue. You so said no because you were mentioning one point in reference to Johnny Depp. I haven't finished talking about my opinions. Continue. Well, what were you going to say about Johnny Depp? Or are you going to wait? I said I said in my in in his defence, he's not in for very long. So he doesn't get all that much to do. That's okay. what I say. Um. The other thing is that I feel like I don't I don't know how I still don't know how I feel about Eddie Redmayne. Okay. Like sometimes I like him, sometimes I don't. And I think he talks out of the corner of his mouth a bit too much, which Definitely was really hard to understand. That. I don't know why he was like yeah. mumbling so much. I know it was really really mumbly. Um, and 
it didn't need the whole Obscurus storyline. Like, that did not need to be in there because it was like, first of all, he's finding beasts. And then you've got, like, the Nomadges. And then you've got this Obscurus. It's like, you don't need that. Like, if you're doing five movies, put the Obscurus in book number two, or movie number two. Do you know what I mean? You don't need to have it in movie number one. What does Plant of Seeds and then don't develop it? It was all, like, too (coughs) much. I didn't like how Colin Farrell uses his hand for magic. I never liked that. I kind of get the feeling that it was like, he was like, what if I did this? And because he's Colin Farrell, um, everybody's like, oh, yeah, sure, do it. Sort of thing like that. It's like, no, that's not canon. That doesn't work. All right? Um, I felt like it was a bit too long. Actually, I felt like it was a bit too long. I felt like it could have been shorter. I felt like all of that um, Salem anti-witch thingamajig could have been cut a little bit less. Like, once we had that established, you didn't need to continuously come back to it. Sort of thing like that. Um, What else? I don't know how I felt about Inside the Suitcase, how everything was, like, sectioned off and, like, canvases were, like, bordering places... I felt like that was all a bit, like, I felt like that scene was messy. Didn't it remind you of Doctor Strange, though? Like, when you had the doors into the different things? Like, no, see, Doctor like, Strange, Strange too easy, felt Strange. cleaner. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it was a door sort of thing like that. Like, that felt really messy, and, like, my brain couldn't keep up with the way that the, they were moving through the space. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of thing like that. Didn't necessarily like the ending because of the whole obscure storyline. Um, I thought the special effects were pretty cool. However, at some points in time, I did feel like um, they weren't touching the animals properly. So, like, yeah, his hand went out a certain yeah, way, yeah, and then it was like the animal wasn't touching the thing. Um, but that being said, I did think it was really funny, um, and I would probably give it. Oh, I thought we'd do like a big okay, thing yeah, at cool. the end. Never yeah. mind. Do you want to go next? No, no, you go. Um, well, I, I I know how I felt about the film. I really liked it. I thought it was really fun and enjoyable, but I have some caveats. Like, there's a lot of problems with it as well. One of them being that they ignore the rules of the universe they built with the first seven movies and the books. For example, using your hand to cast magic. Yeah. We all know that can't happen. Um, but then, like, there's there's a lot going on. The whole third act is basically a CGI mess, kind of like Suicide Squad. Like, the worst part of Suicide Squad was that end battle, and I felt it was very similar. It was just kind of like a whole lot of, like, kind of black mist going around everywhere. Um, we're in spoilers territory, so I'm going to spoil a bunch of stuff. Uh, Ezra Miller's character getting, being so so powerful, being shot to death for like a real cop out. I'm like, yeah. yeah. They made a huge deal in Harry Potter, like a car crash couldn't kill Lily and Harry, like Lily and James, James Potter. Potter. Yeah. So like, why was he having to be riddled by bulls? Seeing he was like pure magical energy at that point feels like that was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that. Um, when uh, Colin Farrell was revealed to be Johnny Depp. He was revealed by a simple revealing charm. Like, he's meant to, yeah. meant to be the most powerful wizard aside from, like, Dumbledore. And he's just like, Revealio. And also, how did Newt's commander know how to do that? Mm. Like, what, why... Like, there was no suspicion <laughs> at any point. But it seems like he's at a... Oh, sorry, I'll leave you go. Yeah. Um, and then there's some inconsistencies. Like, they don't use the word muggle. They use the really terrible word nomad. nomad yeah. But then they both use the word squib. But is that like a... Is that just a rebranding to sort of, like, say, right, this is different from Harry Potter? You know, we're not just, like... Like, because obviously it's going to be a big franchise for them. Mm. That's like, oh, we need some points of difference. Yeah, I understand that. But like, if you're going to change the language and stuff, um, and we're talking to a friend of ours, <coughs> who's a huge Harry Potter fan as well, and she was like, well, you wouldn't change every single word. And I understand that. But Squib seems like a very kind of like 
particular magical word, like mm. to describe someone who has no magical ability, but they are a wizard or whatever, or from wizarding blood. So if it's that specific, why would you then change Muggle? Like, yeah. And it's it's just like and like so my complaints were like all like small kind of inconsistencies. That being said, it was really fun. I didn't think it felt long. I thought it ran pretty. Lengthy. I might have only felt that it felt long because the whole time but, I was distracted by the person mm. next to me. I um. Oh, the other thing I didn't. There were a couple other things I didn't like. Um, oh, so yeah. So I felt like there didn't need to be a villain in the film. Like we had, you know, Ezra Miller become a villain. Then we had Grindelwald as well, like very briefly. But there's enough tension in that story between the, you know, the government shutting down the magical creatures department and like the protests and stuff. You didn't really need to like wedge a villain in there as well. You could have mm. just left it as it was. Um, what else was there? There's a couple other little things that bug me. Oh, at the very end, when um, Queenie goes into the bakery and sees Jacob and he recognises her, I was like, come on, man. Like, Did he, or was it just like a bit of a... Well, at first I thought it was like, oh, it's just a cute girl, but his expression definitely changes, and sh- they definitely share a glance where it's like he recognised her. I thought it might have just been like a, a sort of a shadow kind of thing, just like like deja vu almost. Maybe, I mean? and I was saying, like, if because she's a legilimens and she can you, like kind of play with people's minds a little bit, if she did it, that's cool. I'm like, oh, that's fine. That fits yeah. into the rules. But if he's just suddenly like, oh, he's not a wizard, but he can like somehow beat magic. Yeah, that's not on. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah, and since like people like natural legitimates, um, well, I didn't know you could yeah, be a natural legitimates. I think you had to train. I'm going to Google it now. I think no. I think what it was, it's just it comes to others better, like to some better than others. Like Snape was natural legitimates. Like he was yeah. really good at it. Um, whereas others. Or we think of occlumency. Well, occlumency uh, is the blocking. Legilimens yeah. is the... The looking into. The looking into. Uh, I, I don't know. That, that, that didn't bug me. But that being said, like, those are all my complaints. Like, I know it sounded like kind of a long list, but I don't know. I actually thought all the performances were pretty great. I thought Colin Farrell was very good. Mm. Uh, I thought Ezra Miller was really good with what he had to work with, I think. Super creepy, wasn't he? Super creepy, mm. but definitely could have, like... I liked this special effects around him. Mm. That was creepy. If given more, I feel like he could have done more. Yeah. Um, girl who plays Queenie, I really dug. I, I, I referred to her as a sex pot before. And the reason I said it is because there's never been in the Harry Potter universe, nor should there really be, any kind of sexuality, aside from a little bit of awkward teenager yeah, yeah, yeah. interactions. So to kind of give you an adult character with some sexuality, I thought was very interesting and, and kind of fun to play with as well. Um, I really liked Eddie Redmayne. Um, I thought he was really good. He, like, to me, I'm like, yeah, that's the kind of, like, nervous, nervous kind of genius who dropped out of Hogwarts would kind of behave. Um, oh, the other problem I had with the film, um, ironically enough, is the title. Like, that title has nothing to do with what happened in the film. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a couple of beasts in it, but he, the only beast he finds are the one he loses out yeah. of his suitcase. And then it's all about, like, politics and stuff, so... Um, that kind of bugged me a little bit. But aside from that, like, again, I dug the performance, I dug the creatures... I want to see more creatures. I don't know how this is going to tie into the next four films because it definitely had a pretty solid ending. Uh, oh, pardon me. But, um, no, overall, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Just a few small caveats. Mainly got to do with my uh, fandom of the original mat- source material. So Yeah. What did you think? Uh, yeah, similar to you, I loved it. Um, I probably, I would say I liked it more than you then because I didn't have that many things. One of the actual... Just in terms of the storyline, I felt very unrealistic. I was like, "Why is is it Queenie? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Queenie. How is she that attracted to 
to like this to fat, yeah. sweatish, sweaty guy. He's just like. I think it's probably got more to do with she's attracted to the the. The taboo. The taboo of, yeah. yeah. I think that as well. That. Although he was very funny. Like, he was. I think he's the standout in the film. Like, he's... Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But I I sort of took a long view thinking... i I got to say, I went in very sceptical because mm. the only thing I'd really heard about it was like, oh, they're going to make five of them? And mm. I just thought, that is just blatant, like, profiteering. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but thinking about it as a the first movie, I think it was very, very clever because they haven't gone... So the problem... Sometimes, like a movie like The Avengers, the first Avengers, mm. is it just hits such a high peak, it's hard to top that. Yeah. Whereas I really think they could top this in terms of yeah. action and story. I it's I'd almost say it was a little bland for a blockbuster, and I don't mean that in a, in a bad way to say it was boring, <laughs> but it didn't have... It definitely wasn't as mm. dramatic as, say, the later Harry Potter yeah. novels. Yeah, of course. Books, uh, sorry, films. <laughs> They're all right. <laughs> the books um, are blockbusters as well, absolutely. They are, yeah. Um, so, and I do think they, I thought the main girl, the main, I forgot what her name is. Tina. Tina. Yeah. She was a little like, it was an odd casting. She was very unremarkable, wasn't she? Mm. Yes. I felt odd about her too. I didn't know how I felt about her. And I almost felt like she didn't have a lot to do. They didn't give her many lines at all. She was very sort of quiet and awkward. I remember when I saw the trailer, I was like, I don't know who this actress is. And I kind of weird vibe off her as well. And I saw the blonde girl. And, like, she just had a little bit more character. I'm like, oh, I feel like she would make a better main character just because this girl seems kind of, yeah, like, a little unremarkable, I guess, is the... Is the which sounds horrible, but it's not real. It's just, no. like, there's... But just... I think, you know, as the movies progress, she'll come out of her shell. And mm. I, but I just, I think they really did a good job because I I get the feeling that in, when we're doing this podcast in five years' time and they're three or four movies down, mm. I think those characters will be iconic. Mm. I really think they've done pretty well there. So I I... Loved it, and I'd probably give it a strong mark when we come to that segment. <laughs> cool, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think overall, for the most part, I think we all agreed that it was it was pretty good. Like, David Yates, like, brought us back to mm. to that world, and, like, yeah, some, some people, like, uh, we all agreed that there were a lot of strong performances, even if we don't all agree on all of the performances, like, and I think we all agreed it was pretty fun as well, like, yeah. it's just, yeah, there's a couple of things, but it could just be, you know, them building the world, and maybe they'll explain some of the stuff that we were kind of like, hang on, that doesn't seem to work yeah. out. Definitely, definitely our friend that we were talking the other night had, like, defiant answers for every complaint we had, so... Yeah. Um, well, actually, I, I forgot to just touch on, so the big reveal at the end mm. of uh, Colin Farrell actually being Grindelwald. Well, that... Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah. I liked that. Okay. Um, but I just, I was just not a big fan. Like, I think... Um, Johnny Depp is just too iconic to play an mm. iconic character. Mm. And I just think, get someone who, not necessarily an unknown person. Yeah. Because, like, you see how he was really, like, popular. And then look at how we made, like, Jack Sparrow, his own mm. character and stuff like that. But just, the, I just think you can't have someone who's already one of the biggest, like, movie superstars play an iconic character again. Like, it's just, like... It's tough. Like, unless you can bury him under enough makeup where he's unrecognisable. Like, he pops up in Tusk and Yoga Hose, the two Kevin Smith films... And even though he's very, it's very clearly him. There's just enough makeup that kind of distracts you from him. So yeah. you just kind of, and he's like a voice and stuff. Um, yeah. And also the other, like the bummer for me is that I think Colin Farrell was really good in that film, and I was looking forward to seeing him be a threat throughout the films. Yeah. And you, yeah. you lose him, and Colin Farrell I think is at his best when he's playing a support role. Like he's not really a leading man. That's not like a criticism, but like not everyone can be, 
you know, George Clooney. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but if you watch films like In Bruges, mm, like where he's a support, he's really good in exactly. Like or um, uh, Save Mr. Banks, where he plays the dad mm. in the flashbacks. Like, I never thought Colin Farrell would make me cry ever. Yet every single time that guy was on screen in yeah. that film, I cried. Like, he's much better in a supporting role. So he really has to show that in this film as well. Um, but then he was gone. So, um, but yeah, I. Uh... Loki's just really trying to get comfortable with that blanket. <laughs> He'll get there. He's, he's, he's always nice. He's pulling out of it. <laughs> he's definitely got, stuff in the way. He's got his own plan. He's, he's trying to get a bit so he can curl up. Yeah. He yeah. just hasn't, can't commit yet. He's almost got it. This is fascinating for only us. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Just bring it out the front there. He's almost there. Nah, he's not. He's no, he's not. not. Loki, look. Come on. Here, I'll do this. Um, so... Scores out of ten. Are we going to score it out of? Oh, out of ten or out of five? I think I don't think five gives you enough scope. I think the difference between four and five is too great. How many? uh, I think ten with point. Point five increments. How many nifflers out of ten would you give? Oh, the niffler was so cute. Um, I'm going to say eight. Okay, that's a pretty fair score. Uh, I, I would give a I'd give a seven. Which I think is still, I think is, is it's quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd give it a seven. I'm, um, I'm gonna give it um, an eight point three. <laughs> you give it the highest mark out of all this, and like you have all these complaints about it. Yeah, no, but I, I still really like it. We, yeah, we criticize what we love. Yeah, that's exactly it's true, right. and that's what it is. Like it's, it's like when I saw Batman vs Superman earlier this year, and I had a lot to complain about it. It wasn't because I. You know, I hate Batman and Superman, suddenly. It's just because I really like those characters, and so I want them to get the best representation possible. So we criticise what we love because we just want to see it done as well as possible. He took his med and that was sad. Yeah, I he doesn't understand. So that's Fantastic Beasts. But um, would you recommend... Well, actually, here's an interesting question, because someone asked me this the other day. Would you recommend people go see it in cinemas or wait for DVD? Cinemas. Cinemas. Okay, I said I said cinemas if you're a fan of the Potterverse, but if you're not, wait for DVD. Oh yeah, if you don't give a shit about Harry Potter, then yeah, but like some people don't well, spend your money. But some great. but some people see that trailer and be like, oh, like that was kind of cool. I'm gonna go check it out. But mm. I think like the moron who sat down next to me on his phone. Mm. Like like it, it does look great. Like 1920s New York. Mm. Yeah, it's just worth going to see. Um, you know, at the cinemas for. <coughs> That's funny, because I thought I enjoyed it the most, and I gave it the lowest score. Yeah, so. maybe. Maybe you just got harsher standards. Maybe. Um, so let's maybe, maybe hate, I'm being too lenient with the Harry Potter. That's fine. Everything in that universe. Um, did you watch... Oh, yeah, Tina and I watched another movie together this week. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any other movies this week? Uh, no, but I have one that I forgot to tell you about last week, so I have one more review to go. Sure. Well, maybe I'll do... Maybe we'll do the one we watched... Mm-hmm. And then you can do the one you watch, and then I'll just do my last two really quickly. Yeah, yeah. I watched a lot this week. Okay. Um, so Saturday night we sat down and watched Imperium. Yep. With Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe Nazi film. Okay. Have you seen it? No, but I want to. Okay. Do you want to start or? Yeah, it's really good. Okay. It's really really good. There was I always watch Daniel Radcliffe films because it's got Daniel Radcliffe in it. Me too. And um, uh, this was the first time post Harry Potter that I watched a Daniel Radcliffe film where I went, where I, where I legitimately for a moment forgot I was watching Daniel Radcliffe. Okay, that's And good. I was like really into his character. And Should we give like a brief that. synopsis just so people know what we're talking about? Yes. Cool. So Imperium is uh, the story of 
uh, like a, he's not quite a rookie, but he's an FBI agent who's kind of been there for like a little bit, but hasn't really got his feet wet. Um, very kind of secluded and alone. He's more just a paper pusher. Yeah, like he's worked on some some stings and stuff, but hasn't done all that much. And then he's uh, called upon to become an undercover agent in uh, to go undercover in amongst like some white supremacists um, and try to expose them because there's all these uh, suggestions that there's going to be some terrorist, terrorist attacks attack. by them. Now he's going for that blanket again. Um, and chaos ensues, essentially. Yeah. Um, does, and yeah, no, it's... Mm. I was going to say, does he play an American? Yes. Yes, okay. he does. Mm. Convincingly? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's almost... I've heard his, I've heard his American accent so many times, I don't know what his British accent sounds like anymore. <laughs> this was Harry Potter even so, yeah, I'm not going right. home. <laughs> not, not really. really. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we said it like, we both said it like, um... Like we're from Downton Abbey. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> get, to, get to me some crumpets. <laughs> Downton um, Harry. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really, really good. But it was also like, there's just these moments in the film and you watch it and you just go, oh my God, like freaking Nazis are just, and like white supremacists just go, oh yeah. my God, like I can't believe like that's, that's what they're doing and that's the shit that they do and it's just like. It just, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but you just go, oh. the, Well, I mean, it's you see it in, like, cults as well. That's what it is. Like, it's yeah. a cult. Like, you just watch and see how they suck at people. Because a lot of them are very charming. Like, there's this, there's literally a scene where they go to a Nazi barbecue. Yeah. There's, like, cupcakes with SWAT stickers on them. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, sorry, I messed up the icing a little bit. And, yes, yeah, SWAT stickers. And then they go to, like, this other place. And there's Nazi bunting hanging from the walls. And sort of thing like that. It's like somebody... Actually went out and made that. Yeah. Do you know and, what I mean? And the crazy thing is, like, because you see, I think everyone kind of has, like, this image in their head of what a Nazi, like a white supremacist or a skinhead looks like, and you think of, like, how, like, just crazy and violent they are, but it's not those ones that are the dangerous ones, it's the ones who are, like, higher up, where, you know, they're, they're very charming, like, soft-spoken, and you see it a lot, and, like, they're just... And they're like, it's just about society. And they're just yeah. so, like, it's going to sound strange to say, but they're so lovely, We are like, yeah. oh, there's, like, a really... If it wasn't for the whole, like, hate thing, this would be a really cool person mm. or whatever. Yeah. And they do that really well. It's never quite... I would say it's never quite American History X, but it feels like it. Yeah, like, you can yeah. definitely feel that. But mm. the intensity in that film is is nuts. Like, yeah, uh, we were, like, on... Like, from, we were sort of like... Like, I never left the edge of my seat until the very end. Like, it was really well-paced, really well-written. Mm. It got really... Some really mm. poor reviews online. I'm not sure why. People referred to it as, like, cookie-cutter uh, and stuff as well. But I think the idea is just because... What does that mean? Like, very standard and, like, uh, like very, not, like... Yeah. Not original, not breaking original, the mould, just kind of the yeah. same thing over here. But I disagree. I think it's just, it's on such a small scale, like, you're used to seeing, like, World War Two Nazi films, or something like American History X, which actually is pretty small scale as well. Mm. It's just that it was such a big film, like, it was kind of exploded mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but I really dug it as well. Mm, I, re- I really, really liked it. Um, I did feel like the ending was a bit... Um, Dewey Machina. Deus Ex Machina? Deus Ex Machina, yeah. Yeah. Um, I sort of felt like the writers had sort of painted themselves into a corner and then were like, we'll quickly do this and that'll be the ending. Uh, sort of I thing like that. Um, um, so there was, there was that bit. Hmm. Um, so that sort of made it feel slightly anticlimactic for me. But, um... <laughs> the, the actual climax in that anticlimactic, that's why I say cl- slightly, 
yeah, uh, was actually really it's good. It's because that tension like, so Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, it's about to happen. And then, you know. And it's great. It the amount of, like, people that you recognize in this film, like, it's nice. Like, Tony Collette's mm. in it, Daniel Radcliffe, obviously. Then, like, the mayor from The Dark Knight, he's in it. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's uh, his name from True Blood? Yeah, I'm um, Sam from True Blood's in it. Oh, that guy. Uh, he was the bartender. The guy in the bar, yeah. Um, and then, like, the dude from Torchwood, who was also in mm. um, Game of Thrones, the guy who, like, kind of took over Craster's Keep and was, like... Yeah, um, yeah, he's, yeah. like, a real creepy-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. Um, I, bet, I bet he plays bad, he does. <laughs> he does. Poor guy. He's yeah. never going to get a role as, like, a And he was in, actually, he was in Dark Knight Rises as well. Like, he was, um... Yeah, he was the assistant of... or something like that. Bang, yeah. Bane. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I, I really dug it. Like, definitely one mm. people need to check out. Because just, my... Concern is that not enough people have seen this flick, and they've probably just kind of written it off because they're a Harry Potter guy, or yeah. eh, it's not American History X. But I think it's really, really well done. Very unsettling, like Super just the unsettling. just the amount of like you know how Hitler's and yeah. and um, yeah, um, that's always a bit confronting. N words and what's yeah. the, what's the thing that they say where it's like you know the mixed race stuff? Oh, they no, say they, mud, like mud people. A, no, but they also say have a greeting where it's like. Um, for pure of blood, and oh yeah, you know, like yeah, you know, you say you shake hands with a person, they're like for the purity of the white race. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, yeah. purity of the white race, whatever, uh, cool. And you just kind of go, oh no. Uh, and there's this one dude, the dude who plays like the leader of the area in the least, sort of like the bearded guy. Mm. Such like such a strong yeah, performance. Like, really performance. I mean, the performances are pretty great in this as well. Like, um, yeah. Did you want to give the honor rating as well? Yes. How many, yes. How many swastika oh, yeah, cupcakes would you give it? Uh, I give it. Um, I gave Fantastic Beasts eight point three, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I give this an eight point five swastikas. Swastika cupcakes. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring down my Fantastic Beasts just an eight. So you liked it yeah. more than Fantastic Beasts? I did like. Okay. It more wow. Than that's cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to check it out. Then. Uh, and I would give this. Uh, Eight squat sticky cupcakes. Eight, eight, yeah. eight, eight out of ten. Okay, so very strong. Yeah. No, I dug it a lot. That was really good. Um, so now I'll just say one that I watched, and then we'll go to the next one. You guys have to do that in here. Can't you do it outside? Just friends. Hey, it's like they're having a fight. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's how they play. Oh, really? Um, so I watched another movie on Saturday. I watched two movies on Saturday. Well, first being, or the second one being Imperium. The first flick I watched was a little horror movie called Don't Breathe. Don't breathe. Is that now? Well, before I ask you, is that the one? Why are you telling me what's about? Um, so it's about these three kids in Detroit um, who are like Michigan, correct? Rock City. Who are um, robbing houses and whatnot because they're trying to like get like have a better life by you know kind of getting rich and leaving. Um, and they start to break into this blind man's house, and that's where everything starts to go wrong. Yeah. Um, this flick's directed by Fede Alvarez, whose last film was the Evil Dead remake, which was one of the best horror remakes maybe ever. Um, also stars Jane Levy, who was also in Evil Dead. Eugene Levy? Any relation? I don't believe so, but I'll look into it for you. Yeah, I'll ask you next time I see her. Like, <laughs> do you know the old caterpillars? <laughs> that guy's got some bushy eyebrows. Um, it's not a horror film. Like, it, it definitely was marketed as one, but it's, compared to Evil Dead, it's it's quite tame, but it's messed up in its own way. Like, it's kind of a standard kind of like break-in film. Like, that's the way it starts. Um, but then it gets really dark and twisted really quickly, and I won't it's going to be tough for me to review this one, because I, I would like to talk about all the points that I really liked, but I feel like everything that I liked um, is a spoiler. Okay, yeah. 
Um, it's going to be tough. Okay, maybe I'll ask some questions. Go for it, yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's do this. Um, so you said it wasn't... Uh, what did you say? Well, like, it wasn't like as scary? It's not, as, a, it's not a horror film. Okay. Like, it's definitely unsettling, but it's definitely a thriller. Is it all... Are all the scares from, like, what you'd expect, like, frights? Like, jumping out at your frights? There's not too many jumps. Like, that's what I meant. Like, it's... It's, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on what your barometer for, like, fear and stuff is as well. Like, horror, like very few horror movies scare me. I'm not bragging. It's just that I've watched yeah. so many of it at the time. Because it does sound like it's the kind of thing that would get me, because I, I've always said with, like, horror, or mm. I, I sort of class horror and gore, like, you know, like, <laughs> like anything supernatural, like, um, I think last week I told you guys I saw the second Blair Witch Project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blair Witch 2. Um, that I can just get over that immediately because yeah. it's like so fake. Mm. But anything, oh, so I can't. Anything that's like yeah, like this home mm. like breaking into a house. Mm. Yeah, any horror film set like that mm. freaks me out because I just think fuck, it mm. could happen. You Have know? you seen I'm, The Strangers? That is opposite. my scariest movie yeah. I've ever yeah. seen. The Strangers. I'm the complete opposite. I can't deal with the supernatural. I can't deal with like ghosts and all that oh, sort really? of stuff like that. Whereas if it's a psycho killer wielding a knife. I'm fine, and I think my thought process is is that if it's a psycho killer wielding a knife, I would they're, they're just a living thing that I could end up killing, so I could defend myself somehow. Yeah. Whereas if it's a ghost or a supernatural being, I have no way to control that situation. Oh, I know what you mean. Sort of thing. I know what you mean, but I, I can always yeah. rationalise that and say, that's right. but I, well, I know I'll exist. never have to. Yeah, that's right. Whereas I'm, especially like on... See, I believe in that stuff, so that's okay, why it's yeah, scary to I me. I can see why. But yeah, I, I just think like... If I ever watch a film like that and then I'm trying to sleep and I hear, you yeah. know, the house is just creep. Yeah. I'm always just like, where's <laughs> <laughs> my creep at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But sorry, uh, on with the review. I uh, know you were asking questions. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know what else. I, I'm just struggling to think of things that won't spoil it. Yeah. Um, satisfied at the end? Did it end in a satisfying way? It ends with, with a little bit of a cliffhanger. Like, nothing's quite resolved. Like, it seems like it could be. That could be the ending, but there's also room for, like, a sequel or, like, just the idea of what... Like, even if they don't sequelize, you can, be, like, you can kind of interpret what might happen next because yeah. it's not a definitive answer. Um, but, yeah, like, that being said, like, Tina and I saw the trailers and I really enjoyed the trailer and Tina's review of the trailer, I think, was, oh, that looks like kind of horror film that I could probably watch. I wouldn't recommend it for okay. it. Just for, like, one, one scene in particular, um, it's just really, like... It's very hard to kind of gross me out, and I shut it. I was like, oh, oh wow, it's really? really gross. Um, but again, I don't want to spoil it. Like, you should definitely just watch it and see like how messed it up. Like, if anything you take away from this film, even if you're like, eh, that wasn't really scary or that wasn't very thrilling, that one scene where you'll be like, oh, that was messed up. Like, you'll take that away from it at the very least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know what else to kind of... It's tough without spoiling it. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't... Um give you too much more information. Um, but definitely check it out. Like, did you... Where did you see it? Uh, I, it? It's out on DVD, so I watched it on DVD. Okay, cool. Um, wait, no, it's not out on DVD. No, I watched it from a iTunes download. Oh, okay. How many... How many blind people out of ten how would you... Many, <laughs> how many... How uh, many are those walking sticks? Yeah. So the blind walking sticks? Yeah. Out of ten... Oh, I'll give that a seven. 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 Okay. It was still, That's still quite good for a for a um, for a genre film. Mm. Seven's pretty good. I obviously. It was really enjoyable, and I didn't like. There's so much stuff I didn't see coming. Like it definitely just was like, like the guy, the main guy. 
Um, <laughs> oh. So many, um, like, there's just like a few twists. I'm not saying, you know, Uncle might have, might have been able to predict it or whatever, but I'm terrible at predicting twists. Yeah. Um, That's probably a good thing, though. Mm. You're probably shocked. Uh, I wasn't shocked, but like, I mean, except for that one scene, which was really gross. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, like that's. Um, but yeah, so seven blind walking canes. Oh, very good. And so, you didn't watch that, Tina? No, I did not. Okay. I did want to watch it because the students actually showed me um, the trailer. And then I was like, oh yeah, like James said, I was like, oh yeah, that looks interesting. And then I was like, oh, you know what, actually, no. <laughs> I mean, you know what, like, you shouldn't take. I find that I always also underestimate Tina when it comes to horror films. I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then made sure watching like, oh, that was not bad. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Like, um, so maybe you don't want to watch it. It's just like, there was one scene in particular that was particular. But I could always just not watch that scene. <coughs> oh, if I told you what it was, mm. you'd be like, I'm not watching that. Yeah. Um, what did you watch, Nick? Uh, I watched The Girl on the Train. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I actually saw it maybe five or six weeks ago, but I, again, I just forgot it last week. I almost went and saw that today because there was a couple of sessions and um, I opted not to because they were kind of late in the afternoon. And I was like, I'll just rather get my like a matinee out of the way, and I'll just catch it with some DVD. But it's definitely not one you need to see at the cinema. There's nothing in it that the big screen makes like that much better. Okay, I've heard a lot of comparisons between this and Gone Girl. Yeah, I was. Would, that would which be, we all saw together. That's right. Yeah. A, a special edition where the screen was fucked up, which I thought was deliberate. <laughs> yeah. Like it sort of added to the sense of the film. Like this is. I'm like, wow. Like Finch is that by himself. <laughs> Like, the screen kept, like, flipping yeah. and the sound, That's like, a right. weird yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah. But because I know Trent Reznor scored it, and it was Finch, I'm like, are they really taking this thrills from the level? <laughs> yeah. That's genius. Yeah. And they're like... And then, and then at the end, the guys giving out free tickets. Yeah, like, what? Right. And free tickets? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is it my birthday? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I loved it. And yeah, it is uh, very comparable to Gone Girl. Um, it's a lot more, like, psychological than that. Um, so she's... Um, I, I think you'll probably... I won't spoil it, because I think you both like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just from the trailer, like, she's, an, like, an alcoholic. Okay. And um, she gets the train each day, and she goes past these the same houses, and she sees, um, like, the same people, um, and she sees something from the train, and she sort of gets off, and she actually gets involved in their lives. Okay. And it's... Um, it's quite a good twist at the end. So. It's, it's Emily Blunt, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. Um, Big fan of Yes, yes, yeah, she's very good. Um, the wife of one of our own. John Krasinski. Johnny Kras. Mm. Jimmy Helpert himself. Yeah. Jimothy. Sheena. Jimothy. Big tunes. James. Jim. Jimothy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I really recommend it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what else I could say that will not spoil it. Mm. So, if there's any questions you want to ask me, um, it might not be, but. I don't know what I want. You know, I haven't even seen the trailer for it. Like, it's, okay. I know it's crazy, right? I haven't seen like that trailer's been out for ages. Nah, that's fair enough. It's um. How is it compared to Gone Girl? Yeah, that's like, a question. How is it? Um, the stories are very different. So, is it comparison compared in terms of like the way it's shot? Or no, thematically. It's, yeah, yeah, definitely the theme. <laughs> I mean, you fancy words like thematically. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd say it's just like the tension is this the same kind of tension. There's like a there's a there's a murder in it and you're not sure who's done it. Mm-hmm. Um That's just one of them who done it, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic who done it. Yeah. Uh turns out the murder weapon was a candlestick. Yeah, Some guy named Jeeves. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, no, it shot really well. Um actually the guy there's a really good cameo from a guy who's in the Magnificent Seven. He plays 
I didn't know any of the Magnificent, but he plays the Mexican mm-hmm. one. Um, and he plays a therapist in this, and he just, I don't know what it is, but he just nails it to a T. Nice. Um, Always good to see a, a good performance from a, a lesson in actor and stuff. Mm. So yeah, I'd, I'd give that a 7.8. How about Feline Trains? Yeah, Feline <laughs> Trains, yeah. Because it's set from here to Geelong. So. <laughs> <laughs> the girl's name is Shazza, it's just... Yeah. Well, that's good. That's yeah. cool. So many high reviews. So I watched one more movie. Go on. Um, and then we'll get on to... This week's theme. We'll, do we get on to TV and then we'll get into this week's theme because we saw TV to talk about. I haven't got a lot for TV, but... Oh, we won't talk about it then, that's right. Let's we'll just touch on it. Let's just be like, we're watching this and then... Okay, uh, so today I went and saw Hacksaw Ridge with Andrew Garfield. Andy Garfield uh, playing the lead, uh, directed by Mel Gibson. His first uh, film he's directed since Apocalypto. Oh yes. Um, Quick question. Yeah. Is Andrew Garfield still dating? No, he's not. Thank God. Who is he dating? Emma Stone. I really like him and Emma Stone. Uh, she's far too good for that. Oh, I really I like, like Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. I like both of them. You'll love him in this movie as well. Like he's charming yeah. as ever. Like he's nuts. Um, first question. Well, I'll give you a. Should I give you a synopsis of the plot first? And yes, give them there. But don't spoil it. No, no I'll just tell. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah synopsis. Um, so the the flicks all it's set in the 1940s, uh, in like the, the very tail end of World War Two, um, and everyone in this kind of small town in Virginia is enlisting in the army, um, and Andrew Garfield's character. Oh, Desmond, I want to say his name is Desmond, um, decided, like, he's just, like, started dating this girl played by Teresa Palmer, who's also very charming, just doesn't have enough to do in this film because she's, it's all about the, kind of becomes about the war by the end of it. Um, he decides he wants to enlist too, but because he's very religious and because of things that have happened in his life that I won't tell you because it's kind of a spoiler, uh, he's decided he... He's going to follow, like, the commandments. He doesn't want to kill anyone. He's, like... He's a, he's a conscientious objector. That's what they call him, yeah. Which I'd never heard that phrase before, and I guess that's because I just don't pay attention. But, yeah, yeah. Um, and so he enlists the army because he wants to become a medic. Yeah. Um, and it's based on a true story. Like, it's based on something that actually happened. So we do know that he does become a medic and does join the war as a medic and stuff. And I won't talk too much about plot aside from that, um, just because of... No, I don't want to spoil it too much, yeah. even though it is a true story and stuff. Um, but it's really good, dude. Like, it actually feels... It feels a little bit like Full Metal Jacket, in as much as Full Metal Jacket is kind of two films in one. Like, the first hour of Full Metal Jacket is all training. Yeah. And then the second hour is all at war. And it's very similar to this, except we get a little bit more of an insight into him. Like, they spend a long time building his relationship with Theresa Palmer's character, and him as a person, and... Um, then we do like probably it's it's more probably closer to thirds, which is kind of like him growing up, like him as a kind of a young man, and then him training, and then him at war. Mm-hmm. Um, and the training stuff, like if you ever watched the first Captain America film, like all that training stuff, you see Steve Rogers being just like just a, just a wonderful human being despite being bullied by everyone. That's what this film is as well. Okay, but yeah. I would say executed better. Like this, it's just so well done. Uh, I assume you have questions. No, no. Well, I, I was going to ask whether you went into it knowing about the experience of conscientious objectors. I, I didn't. I'd seen the trailer, and at first I was like, that seemed kind of cheesy, and then when I found it was based on true story, I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I definitely want to see a movie today, so I'll go check out Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, nothing. Yeah, I, I, that's, I've been wanting to see it for a while, because being a bit of a history buff, I'd sort of heard all about that, and I wanted to know whether... Maybe it's not what I think, because I haven't really seen a trailer. I just kind of know that's what he is. Okay. Um, and I know that they got... Uh, like, 
if they, you know, got um, drafted but refused to fight due to, like, yeah, religion and stuff like that, yeah. they were um, almost sent to internment camps and, like, they were, like... Uh, so they're still, like, helping the war effort but on American soil and mm. not killing anyone, but they were quite, treated quite badly. So is that part of it, or is he... Um, no, there wasn't so much the draft. I think because it was towards the end of the... I don't know if it's because it's towards the end of the war and they knew they were winning or whatever, or what it quite was. Um, but a lot of them were already in jobs and that allowed them to get out of the draft because they had, like, an obligation. Like, if they had, like, a, a proper, like, working-class job and they didn't have to fight, apparently. Yeah. They talk about it in the film, and I... I was, like, surrounded by kids in the theatre. Well, not kids, but, like, yeah, teenagers yeah. in the theatre, and they were kind of chatting a bit, so every now and then I missed something. But, um, yeah, like, he didn't have to. Like, he could have just gone home. And they make a big deal about it, like, when... Because, obviously, like, this rubs people the wrong way when he won't doesn't want to pick up, pick up a gun and stuff. And, like, you don't have to be here. Like, just go home and stuff, so... Yeah. Um, but it's great. Um, I think this film is enough to maybe bring Mel Gibson back. Really? Like from his Jew hating ways. <laughs> I think if he just like, I think I think it's like an award worthy film and I think if he won an award, he could definitely use that that kind of like platform to apologize. Yeah. And be like, look well, mm, do we think he's gonna do that? I don't know. I think he's too manly to tear up and apologize. It doesn't have to tear up. Nah, but... it's this one thing Hollywood loves, it's the tearful like apology. Contrition, mm. and I just don't. I think he's too manly to do that. I mean, maybe. I think he's too anti-Semitic to do that. Like he honestly <laughs> believes it. Um, look, I mean, at one point in his career, he was what women want, and then they could have made a movie out of three years later called What Nobody Wants, and he could have yeah. started as himself. Is that, his, is that his greatest cinematic achievement? Braveheart. What women want? Maybe Braveheart. That specific scene where she's what like, I just looked at his dick and he's <laughs> laughing. That scene is like the pinnacle of. <laughs> Film. I don't think I've seen what we It's pretty know. funny. I saw it a long time ago, but yeah. it made me laugh. I don't know why I've seen it, because I haven't seen it in the last ten years. <laughs> no, my mum hired it and oh, yeah. we watched it. That's where I would have seen it. Uh, with my mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's really, like, the performances are pretty stellar across the board. Like I said, like Andrew Garfield is perfect in this film. He's so good, so believable. Um, Teresa Palmer's excellent in it, um, although she's only kind of in it for the Did first two thirds. play a palm tree? <laughs> no. So who else is in it? Um, Hugo Weaving. Oh, yeah. I will, oh, I'll say this. Aside from Andrew Garfield, and there's one other actor, I don't know if I spoil it or not, because like, I didn't know this guy was in it. Um, oh, I'll tell you, it doesn't matter. Vince Vaughn's in it as well. Oh, yeah. So Vince Vaughn plays like an army general or whatever. Um, and he's probably the weakest part, I would say. Just mm-hmm. because even though I thought the performance was pretty good, I'm like, that's Vince Vaughn. Why yeah. is he making me laugh? That's Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. Um, but aside from Andrew Garfield and Vince Vaughn, every single cast member um, in the American uh, artillery are all Australian actors. Like, which is something that I thought was really cool of Mel Gibson to do, like just get a whole bunch of Australian yeah. actors. Like Sam Worthington's in it. I don't like Sam Worthington at all. I thought it was really good in it. Yeah. Um, the dude who played... Um, do you remember in Underbelly, like Vince Colosimo's character? Yeah, and Al- then the, Alphonse Gadgetano. Yeah, and then they did a series like with the young Alphonse. No, I don't remember. Okay, well, the young Alphonse is in this. Um, who else is in it? I'm trying to think. Um, Rachel Griffiths plays the mum. Yeah, um, plays Toady from Neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> He's not in it. <laughs> the only person missing is... Uh, who's the Has dude? he been in anything other than Neighbours? No, not no. really. He made some uh, appearances in some aquariums every now and then. I think he's been <laughs> yeah. some, like, uh, Jenny Craig. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, he did too. Um, What's the actor's name? Toadie. 
Tony. Jared Rebecca. Oh that's, that's my the character's God. name. Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, you know that. Um, <laughs> there was one other person I was going to say. Um, I can't remember. But Hugo, Hugo Re- Weeding is excellent in this flick. He's, He's good at everything. He is, but I feel like every now and then, like I've seen him, like, uh, like, it's like, even though I think he's an excellent actor, sometimes I've seen him, like, I just don't want to look at your face right now. Like, it's, it's something bad that, like, when I see him in Lord of the Rings, I'm kind of like, he doesn't, even though he's great in it. I'm always excited. He doesn't look like an elf. Nah. Yeah, we get, nah, with long hair he does. And him as, like, the Red Skull, like, even though he's great in it, the yeah. same about yeah. as well. I don't know what it is, um, but he's... He's even good in The Dressmaker. I haven't seen that, but I that's really good. Uh, it's not my kind of film. It's a bit... It's a mum film, like my okay. mum loves it. And Apparently it's really dark. Apparently there's like revenge and stuff in it. Yeah, so... Um, quick syn- a really quick synopsis. So she goes uh, um, to Paris and obviously is, is a, dre- a seamstress or whatever, a dressmaker. And, um, and she comes... Like, it starts, she's coming back to this town she left when she was a kid. So, mm. and the outback's on there. Really, like, you know, 50 people or something like that. And, like, she was accused of killing this other kid when um, she was younger. Okay. And it turns out, like, the kid was a bully. And he used to do this thing where these kids would, uh, uh, like, hold someone. And he'd just, like, like a bull. He'd, like, ram them with his head. Mm. And she, like, wouldn't throw their ball back one time. So he was going to do that to her and she moved and he just smashed into this wall and Aww. broke his neck. Oh, wow. And someone lied and said she'd... Thrown him? Yes, mm. done something. So she'd been, like, labelled a murderer and stuff like that. And okay. Wow. So it is, it is quite dark. exactly what I thought it nah, was about. But it's, it's, like, pretty quintessentially Australian. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to give you a little update, uh, Ryan Maloney is the guy who plays Toefish. Ryan Maloney. Oh, it is, yeah, yeah. Yep. And he has been in Neighbours, Sean McCall's Bad, Mad as Hell, Neighbours vs. Zombies, which was um, the Lunar Maroon thing. And then he's been in four other things. We should try and get her on the show. That'd be great. That would be great. Say a Little Prayer, Enemies Closer, Massacre of the Innocents, and By a Loved One. What's his first? When it says Neighbours, what years has he been on Neighbours? Neighbours is 2000... And, uh, sorry, uh, he's from 1994 to 2016, and before that 22 was, years yeah. on one show. That's right, and, and still... then his thing before that was Say a Little Prayer in 1993. Well, what about, so um, uh, Kelsey Grammer as Frasier for like 20 years? Because in Cheers for like 11 years, yeah. and he did like 11 years of Frasier. It just seems better than Toadie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know what I wanted to know, since, since I was a kid, really, because I, I used to watch Neighbours when I was like in grade 6 and stuff. Um, how much do you think they earn? You reckon it'd be enough to live on as your full-time job? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Because yeah, yeah. it's, not, it's not even on TV anymore, is it? It's not like yeah. digital. Um, all TV is digital. Sorry, I mean like, it's um, not on Channel 10. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, I think so. Um, I just can't. Where's the money coming from? Well, it's really big in the UK. And also sponsors, like, yeah, like ads, advertising money and, and stuff. And if you're on it for long enough, I think, like, Toad Fish would be rolling in it. Because, um, like, yeah, like, you know, friends. <laughs> whereas, you know, someone who's only on it for, like, I, there was a girl that I went to school with and she used to work on Neighbours. She was an extra. And she got paid for it, um, yeah. but uh, she wouldn't have gotten paid that much because she was literally just sitting in the background. Mm. Um... But yeah, there'd be days like where she couldn't come to school because she was filming. 
sort of thing like that, which was pretty interesting. Well, I wonder who's on it. Do you reckon Harold is still on Neighbours? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. he is. Lou? I think if so. There's, if they're still alive, I reckon Alf. They're a gay couple, Alf is, um, Alf is having yeah. away, yeah. Um, well, so in closing, yes, sorry, oh, sorry, <laughs> no, sorry about this. Uh, is is really good. The how many sores? Uh, <laughs> hack sores. Yeah, I was going to give it like how many ridges? But, oh, yeah. Um, well, uh, before I will just say like the battle scenes are incredible. Like it's so, like it's chaotic, and I haven't seen a lot of war films. Like that's probably one of my weakest genres. Like I haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah. But, like, watching it in cinema, like, you actually feel the chaos. Like, you just see people, like, flying left and right and dying. It's nuts. It's so, like, confronting. Like, yeah. it's, it's full on. Um, but it's it's also, like, despite how violent and, you know, upsetting it is, it's a really beautifully done film. Like, Andrew Garfield is excellent. If he doesn't get a nomination for something from this film, I'll be surprised. Like, mm-hmm. he's so, so good in it. Um, like, I came home and I wanted to watch Spider-Man. I was like, I was going to Garfield do some other stuff. Okay, yeah. Uh, even though he hates Mondays. But, um, got it. Uh, Isn't that Bob Geldof? <laughs> uh, how long did it go for? Uh, two hours and twenty. Does that feel right? That includes, uh, like, did, it didn't feel, it was, t- it was tough in cinema for me to kind of gauge the time points. So I couldn't, like, kind of figure out, like, how long it was to go and whatnot. But I didn't mind, because like, I was so engrossed in it, even with the situation around me with, like, the kind of rowdy teens and stuff, like, it didn't take me out of the film too much. Ugh. But it probably like it felt like it was about two hours and change, so yeah. Um, and that like obviously includes the credits and stuff as well. So I didn't stick around for the whole credits. Yeah. Um, but no, really good. Uh, Hacksaws, I'll give it. Yeah, I'll give it uh, eight hacksaws. Oh, that's very good. We're very yeah. very consistent, aren't we? I would. I'd give it higher, but I I only just saw it a few hours ago, so my opinion might change over the next few sure. days. So okay. I want to try and give it a more moderate score. Yeah. If I, you know, if I, had, if I was reviewing it, feeling this way after a few days, it might be a higher review, but I'll give it eight. Yeah. That's it for films. Awesome, yeah. Um, TV, we'll just brush on quickly. We all have been watching Westworld, I imagine. Uh, I'm waiting. I'm just going to wait till... Oh, so you mentioned that last week. So, so what episode, do you know how many they are now? Uh, eight. Of ten? Eight of ten. Okay, so I'll just leave it for a few more weeks and then mm. just binge it in a day. So I, I'm only up to episode three. As in you've watched three? Or like, you... I don't even think I finished it. But I was just like, you know what, I'm going to stop now. So, yeah. Um, but you guys are loving it. We're four episodes in. We're digging it. The first episode yeah. is so strong. Like, mm. It's tough, I think, to do like... Because sitcoms, when you have a pilot, it's... like If they're done well, like they're done really well. And if they're not, you're like, well, it's probably going to get better. Like, you tend to get an idea of what the show is. But with like 40-minute or hour-long dramas... Especially like HBO stuff when you're setting up so much stuff up, it, it can be hard to kind of kind of execute it perfectly. Like Game of Thrones, I love, but I wouldn't say the first episode is in their top ten. Like no, yeah, you're right. Like it's good and it has that excellent cliffhanger that really keeps you in. Yeah. But they're doing so much setup work. Whereas this, they did a lot of setup work, but it's mm. just so compelling. I think the idea of repeating the day throughout that episode yeah. was because when I I heard a little bit about it before I watched it I was like oh that might get a little bit annoying but it never did like yeah. every single time it changed mm. the storyline yeah. um, but now I'm digging it once again like I'm very performance focused I think everyone's like hitting it out of the park they're yeah. really good I would like more Anthony Hopkins if anything but yeah. I feel like he's gonna have a big, big part to play coming mm. at the back end of the season and stuff. well he's doing some interesting stuff now so like a little bit, so I'm really intrigued by what Ed Harris is doing because he's definitely comes in and out of it. I have my own theory on what's going on with is him. Is he the one? The Black Rider. Yeah, 
Um, and just like that, you know how he had the map that was inside the guy's head? Yeah. yeah. I'm just sort of curious to know what he's looking for and what's buried in the game, you know what mm. I mean? Like, I had mm. two theories on what he might be. Have you had the discussion about Arnold yet? In the show? Arnold. No, I don't think so. Okay, well, I'm not spoiling things by saying that, but I think he might be Arnold. Um, or if not that, I think he might actually be uh, one of the robots. Okay, that'll be awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. Like a rogue one. Like, yeah. Not um, to taste But he Wars, kick up his shot. Yes. But I, well, I think might be, he might be like... like 40. I think there might be like a corruption in his because uh, I think yeah. he's become self-aware. Yeah. And I think maybe there's like a corruption in like his program. Oh, that's mm. fantastic. What a theory. That's my theory. I don't know if that's true or not. Like, that's awesome. Um, um, there was a cameo from the, a girl I love. She was in um, The Boat That Rocked. Mm-hmm. And her name is, it escapes me, it's Tallulah Riley. That's what her name is. And she she welcomes, you know, uh, in the second episode. Other blonde girl? Yeah. Uh, no, she's she blonde. Maybe she's blonde in this. I can't. Is she the one who's like helping choose his gun? And his yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, like, I, I hope she's in it more because I really like her. Yeah, I enjoyed her performance. Like, she's only on the screen for a little, very little bit, but I dug her in that. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, once again, it's HBO, so like, all the casting is spot on. Like, I like... Um, James Marsden's... Yeah. He's good. I'd like more from him. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who else is... I like, like, Thandie Newton, who plays uh, the lead hooker. Like, I disagree. You don't like him? Well, I haven't heard your opinion, but I'm going to say... She's good. There's more... To, I think there's more to comfort. Like, you okay. haven't seen everything yet, so she has yeah. more going on. Yeah. Um... But, um, yeah, cause I, I, from what I've heard, she becomes a bigger part of it later, so I think they're kind of doing... But also the other hooker, like her friend, the one with the very, like, heavy eyelids. Yeah. I think she's, like, just, like, very intriguing, just in terms of performance. Yeah. yeah. Um, Evan Rachel Wood, I thought, was an odd choice for the female lead. Which is funny, because, like, she was definitely, like, she was, like, a big part of True Blood, especially towards the end. Oh, was she? Mm. I didn't even know she was in True Blood. She was, like, the vampire queen in Mississippi or something, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's in the HBO stable... <laughs> She's not serious, like a Parker tournament. Because <laughs> she was on HBO and she was her horse. Uh, anyway, does she? <laughs> she listens to the show, rather. Sorry, SJP. SJP. Um, what do you think, Tina? You want to um, yeah, no, I really, really like it. I was uh, telling people at work today that they should watch it and that they would enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just really interested to see what's going to happen with it and where it's going to go. I mean, like, obviously you can't, you know, say spoilers or anything like that. But, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm really, like, looking forward to coming home each day and watching an episode. Yeah, like, we started watching it on Friday night. I mean, the exception of, I think, Sunday, because we had plans, we've, like, watched it every single night we come home. And tonight, obviously, we didn't watch it either. Um, but, yeah, we've been watching it as much as we can, so... Mm. Um, the only downside of it is, and this is with every TV show, especially HBO shows, is you just never get an opening theme as good as the Game of Thrones one. Yeah. Like, it's pretty cool to look at and stuff, and it's pretty cool to, to listen to, but it's just not Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones one, the Game of Thrones theme gets in your blood, and it just makes you that excited for the episode. Yeah. It pumps you up, you're like ready. Like, I used to skip it, I gotta say, yeah. and then like... I think I skipped it when I was watching the episodes, like, one after the other, and you just go, like, fuck, this is getting in the way of the story. Mm. But when you watch it week by week, which I yeah. did, you're just like, Although, I will say, Westworld, the cool thing they did was they take popular songs and put them in the, yeah. the, the yeah. pianola, cool. so that, like, shootouts into Pain of Black was, like, yeah. perfect. So well done. Such a cool thing. Um, no, good, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Mm. I, um... 
The only thing I'm watching at the moment, I'm finally catching up on the later season of House of Cards. Okay, yeah, we haven't started, started it yet, so apparently it takes a long. Everyone loves oh, it. I love so. it. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's just like it's <laughs> super heavy with dialogue and stuff like that. It's very. I love dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> dialogue. yeah it's like. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of plotting and scheming. We've just got to be. If you're not listening, or I'm, I'm a habitual phone checker during TV shows. Yeah, me too. Sometimes I've got to just like go back a few minutes because I've just fucking lost. Stop paying attention. Well, that's like the sign of how good I think Westworld is. Like, I'll put yeah. my phone down. Same way with like Game of Thrones. Like, once yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. not phone goes down. Like, yeah. it's um, so the same with Flash as well, which has been pretty good. Mm. Actually, we've got an episode to get to. Yeah. We, if you don't watch, if you don't watch it tonight, we'll watch it tomorrow. Yeah, Killer Frost. I get the oh It's going to be great. Um, yeah. Um, right, so that's kind of the end of part one of the show, which we'll probably do in a much more condensed version uh, from now. Like, it depends. Like, we all watch a lot of movies, um, so like took us an hour just to talk about them. Yeah. Um, but we'll, it depends. We can do two hours, doesn't matter. Uh, but the second part of the show is the topic of the week, and I thought, what better way to start a movie and TV show podcast than by doing a list? And so I said, guys, think of your top five favorite movies of all time. We'll sit down, we'll kind of go through the list and discuss them and whatnot. Um, I ran into two problems with this. First of all. I'd forgotten that I'd revealed my top five favourite films on another show uh, on Twoodcast, so oh, I won't yeah. do them again. Well, you can, no, feel free. Like, That's all right. I've already got, like, another list. So, yeah. um, like, my top five films have been, like, Blues Brothers, Clerks, Kill Bill. Uh, what have they done? Eaten Underwear. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, Blues Brothers, Clerks, Kill Bill, uh, Desperado, and... What's the other one? I can see you like having it on the top of my tongue and now feel what the other one is. Yeah. Um, whatever it was. This is really upsetting that I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it was, um... Was it Kill Bill 1 and 2? No, you that, that is one. That yeah. counts as one. Give me a second while I look this up, guys, because this is embarrassing. I couldn't read my own top five favourite films. You're really getting ten here because you get a sneaky top five and then yeah. the real top five. But I have six in my top five. Yeah, well, I, just... I found it hard to... I don't know. I feel like it's, they're not my favourite films of all time. They're oh, just Devil's Rejects. that I like. Devil's Rejects, which is a great movie. Well, I I went into this list thinking, not just like what's... Because I, what I, I normally say, like it would be, sit in my top five without having a good... It's something like Goodfellas. I just yeah. love it to death. But I just... I went with like... The, the five films that I could just watch in any mood, yeah. any time. I could literally yeah. watch it and then start it again. Well, that's why what I did with Marcel. Because that top, again, I was like, I need to do, not necessarily like a new top five, but just like the next kind of, because I've had that same list for over ten years. So yeah. I mean, like, there's nothing, there's like one old film in there and there's nothing really new in there. So I was like, you know what, let's do a new top five, or like a new kind of list. And that's like stuff that I've watched since those films came out that I like. And there's definitely old films in this as well. Um, but I'll just do a, a new list and kind of talk about that. That way, I'm not repeating content. Yeah, and also I get to shine a light on some really cool films. So. Yeah, yeah, mine are quite contemporary. I um, I have well, hang whoa, yeah. Nelson. I was just checking to see what there is. Most the it's probably like half and half. Like oh, yeah. half of them are after 2005, yeah. which is where I think most of those films belong. Yeah, and the other half are like before it. So it's still a pretty long. I was. As soon as you message me to say, think of your top five, I was thinking about how we're going to do this, and I think it would be better to go 
all of us say five, yeah. rather than just go, what's your top five? We all go five, then four, then three. Mm. Oh. Um, but have you guys got any honourable mentions that sit just outside? Yes. I do. Should we do those first? I, I've got about a million, but I'm only going to have one because I could just talk all night. Like, do you want me to... I have three honourable mentions. I don't really have... I have four. I don't really have a top five. Like, it's just kind of... There's no real order to them. Mm. So Mine's e- order. So even these three honourable mentions could easily, like, be swapped in there, but I'll just do the honourable mentions, and then I'll just go in reverse order of the list I wrote, and that'll count as my top five. Yeah. Um, who, do you want to start, Nick? With your... uh, my, uh, the only honourable mention I have is Casino Royale from 2006. Oh, yeah. That's not in any of my lists and that's a really good Danny, uh, Danny Craig. And Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mad. anything with Mads is going to be good. But, so uh, good. Yeah, so that's... Uh, oh, and what's her name? Um, Eva uh, Green. Eva Green. Yeah, just... Well, uh, we're both quite fond of her. And, um, it's just a fantastic movie. That's a great... That's a greatly like, honourable mention. That, and that, that, that's just like... My honourable mentions like. aren't as good as that. Uh, yeah, but it's quite subjective, I suppose. All right, what's yours, Tina? All right, so my I have four honourable mentions. Yep. Uh, again, like, I don't know if these are my favourites. These are just, you know, ones that I really, really like, and I feel like I can watch them over and over and over again. So my honourable mentions are Mean Girls. Another oh, great movie. I know, right? Really you know, movie. you wouldn't think that would be on a top five or something I try like to make that, sure I so... have a comedy in my list. So yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I really, I mean, okay, but I only watched this once. I really liked The Martian. Yeah. I thought oh, The Martian was great. Great choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, this movie I've seen, I would say at <laughs> least 20 times. Okay. And it has never gotten old. And I love it every single time. We study it for school. Like, I saw, I watch it four times Ooh, a year. Oh, I Yeah. I watch it four times a year. And so far, I've watched it for three years in a row. Is it a Scorsese film? No. Oh, so I want to think it So I've watched it, what's four times three? 12. 12. So that's 12. And then all the times that I've seen it outside as well. Uh, the Great Race. Oh, that's... Tony Curtis. That's a, like a, it's that's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. Oh, my God. It's this amazing movie, right? So I it's made in, like, Hugo. 1968. Yeah. Um, and it's basically a melodrama. So it's this... Um, you've got a villain, you've got a hero, and you've got your damsel in distress and dumb henchmen and all that sort of stuff. It's basically a live-action wacky race. That's exactly wacky what races. it is. Yeah. And so they basically, like, the hero uh, says that they're going to have a race from New York to Paris... Um, and the villain's like, well, screw that, I'm going to win the race. And the whole movie, which is literally, like, two and a half hours long, it's a long movie, it has yeah. an interval in it, um, and the whole movie is just, like, them going on this race, and they go to, like, all these, that's exactly right, and they go to, like, all these different, like, uh, places, and um, there's the best scene in the entire movie is this massive pie fight and it's world known it's like famous for being the biggest food fight in film history ever recorded and just like the costumes are amazing and just like the yeah you know the jokes are really funny and like uh, because I have to watch it for school four years four four times a year I have to watch it for school for drama yeah and even when it's on tv and it's on TV. I go, oh, great race. And I'll still watch it and I'll mm. quote lines from it because I know the whole movie inside out. So there's that one. And then the other one that was an honourable mention so was... you had three? I've had three honourable mentions so far. Mean Girls, Great The race. Martian. Oh, The Martian. That's yep. what I forgot. And my last honourable mention was Gladiator. Oh, 
because I, I freaking loved that movie when I was younger. Two Ridley and Scott you think films. About it. Yeah, that's right. You you think, yeah, yeah, that's true. And when you think about it, like I, th- I always think back on that movie, and you go, you go, I go, you know what? I don't think there was anything in that movie that I didn't like. Like to me, that was a really well-made movie. I really, really liked Gladiator. So nice. They're my honourable mentions. Yeah, very good, very strong. If you, if they're outside your top five, holy moly. Here are my uh, my honourable mentions. Uh, the first of the three is Back to the Future. Oh yes, of course. The first, of course. The first one. Oh, the first one, not the second one. First one's my favourite. I think my. I thought the third one was your favourite. Yeah, I always th- I think that as well. But then I think about like that. Because you've always said that. I always think of like the Johnny B. Good scene and like uh, yeah. George standing up to Biff. Mm. Is it George? Yes. Yes. George McFly. Yeah, yeah, George. Yeah, yeah, George. Up to Biff. Fly! Yeah, like all those moments are so good. Plus, um, the girl who was cast as the girlfriend before Elizabeth Shue, I think, is better. Like the yeah. original girlfriend in the first movie. So, uh, it's my favorite one's number two. I think mine might go one, three, two. See, I think mine goes two, three, one. Because two, look, they're all good. Like yeah. Zemeckis oh, made course. a wonderful trilogy. And he did this wonderful thing as well, where like every film has a trailer for the next film in it, like, yeah. uh, which you never see. But the only thing, I think, two has a lot of really cool moments. But I think the time travel gets a bit much in that movie. Like there's so much kind of moving around. So I don't know um, about that problem. And also, I feel like the makeup isn't the makeup's. But it's the 80s, so the makeup's yeah. not as good as it can be, but I think the makeup's really obvious in two as well. Uh, but I still love two, but mm. number one. And then the next two of my honourable mentions are a superhero couple. I never really put superhero movies in my top five lists and stuff. Just I'm like, oh, I like them, but as far as films go, uh, which people might question when they see my list. Like, people are like, you'll kill Bill in there? Like, um, so the other two are The Avengers, 2012. Um, it's just like the perfect superhero team like mm-hmm. film they've ever made. Like, it doesn't matter what they make next, like, whoever makes, like, whether it's DCM or I think nothing will, like, kind of come close to the event that was the Avengers. Yeah. Like, we had this four-year-long build-up in superhero films, and here they are all are on screen at the same time. Yeah. Working together. And also, like, three characters on there, most people didn't even know. Like, most people kind of knew the Hulk, at least, but Iron Man, no one even knew about. Thor, no one really knew about. Captain America, maybe, like, a little bit as well. Um, but to do that and to execute so perfectly and have so many great moments like Hulk catching Iron Man from the sky yeah, and yeah. beating up Loki and Puny got like the Hulk's like the main like the best part in this film as well. Yeah. Um, and then the other of my um, honorable mentions is what I think is the best, probably the best Batman film we've ever had. It's gonna surprise you. Uh, Batman Begins. <whistles> Batman Begins, which I love. Um, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Dark Knight as well. And I think Dark Knight is a better film than Batman Begins yeah. as far as Batman stories goes as stories go as, even though it is an origin I think they nail the source material better like that could be a contentious point in about 10 minutes time ah, okay it's in, that's that's cool um, the only problem I have with da- like the Nolan trilogy is a little bit problematic like, it, it is like even though I love all those films you have to go about it two ways either stuff has happened in between the movies or it hasn't um, and that's going to kind of affect the way you see Batman. Like, when Batman begins, um, ends, um, yeah. he's given the Joker cards. So the way they set up, it makes it sound like from, like, the Dark Knight happens pretty much straight away after Batman begins, which means he's been Batman twice and then gave it up because his girlfriend died. If you look at the order of the films. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and if he hasn't been, if he has been doing adventures and stuff in between movies... 
then why the hell is he playing catch up with the Joker so much in Dark Knight? Like, he should be better than that. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's maybe I don't know. Um, I was going to say, that, that probably comes from your strong knowledge of, like, the source material, though. Mm. For us uh, plebs who just went along and be like, but that means oh, Batman guy. That, that, that being said, like, I think The Dark Knight is an excellent film, but Batman Begins, I just love so much. Yeah. Like, um, they did, like, I took a cool villain, like, Scarecrow, who had, like, they kind of went away from the popular ones and did that, and that was yeah. really cool. Uh, Ray Shagul, like, Liam Neeson's excellent in it. Yeah. Um, you'd get your first look at, I mean, it's your introduction to everyone in that universe. And also, I'm going to be controversial again, I think I prefer Katie Holmes to Maggie Gyllenhaal. Um, yeah, I, I also think she's, yeah, I, I prefer like her either. Well. I, don't, I don't mean as an actress in general, I think Maggie Gyllenhaal's yeah. got a few more acting shops, but in terms of that Maggie world... Maggie Gyllenhaal's got those weird <coughs> cheeks. Oh, I don't know. But then Katie Holmes has those really sunken bags under her eyes. Well, she was married to Tom Cruise at that point, so... Yeah. Um, but no, I, I love that movie, I think it's really, really well done. You get the whole like training sequence, it's just... The only problem with it is the bat suit, like because yeah. the cowl, like the neck doesn't move. But that's I love it. Yeah. So that's in my honourable mention. Those are my three honourable mentions. Actually, um, I've got to. You just <laughs> spark my. You know, I just completely missed Tom Cruise when I was thinking of my top five and stuff. But he'll he'll have some of the honourable mentions. But like, uh, definitely my favourite Tom Cruise film, um, uh, Cocktail, is sits just outside my. Top I remember five. hearing you talk about this on your on your other show, and yeah, yeah um, I think. I don't know if I've seen it before. I've got it. I don't ever watched it. Uh, though. Definitely worth a watch. Uh, again, I would have made this point on the on the other podcast, but it's just like it goes in a direction you just would not think. Yeah, so. it gets really dark with the suicide and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, um, and it's it's like, but I mean, I I'm an unabashed Tom Cruise fan. I love his as an actor. Uh, I mean, Edge of um, Tomorrow is great. Like yeah. that would probably be like in a in a longer list of honorable mentions. It's such a great movie. Yeah, um, and to me, that's just like you get the two. To me, there's like the Tom Cruise that basically up until about 2000 when he sort of became an action star exclusively, you know, he doesn't really do any just drama anymore. Mm. So, but when I think of his like comedy slash like drama roles, like mm-hmm. Cocktail is just like the peak of that, you know what I mean, mm. in my opinion. But um, yeah, so that's, that's me you done. Know, so should we start with our number five? Sure. We'll come back this way again. So you go. You want me to go? Yeah. So mine aren't really in any order. Um, but I'll just go like in the way they're written. Just make it easy. I've kind of made an order for mine. So. So number five, and again, they could kind of be interchangeable. Is a movie from 2015, so only last year. Wow, dude. Ex Machina. Wow. Top five. Really, really love that movie. And I've only seen it maybe. One, I think I've only seen it once. Maybe a second. Maybe twice. But it's so well done. Like it's my favorite. They did one of my favorite things in the world. Where they're like. We're not going to do, like... We're going to do, like, a, a very simple plot, but executed perfectly. Let's get three people in a room for an hour and a half. Yeah. And, like, build tension. And it's just... It's done so well. Like, Oscar Isaacs is excellent. Yeah. Like, Donald Gleeson, excellent. I'd never seen Alicia Vikander in anything before. Yeah. Like, superb. Like, Isn't that... It's one of the strong... For the cast, it has three people. How so, strong is that? So, so good. Like, it's unsettling. It's funny. Like, you don't know who to trust. Like, it's... This really well done sci-fi thriller. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you picked it, I'm sure there are some like kind of loose threads in it, or, like there are some like kind of you can kind of see how the sausage is made of it. But to me, it's I think it's just so well done. It's 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 excellent. It's really good. And if you haven't watched it, you got to watch it because it's, it's my like currently is still my like number one recommendation. When people are like, hey, can you recommend a movie for me? I'm like, if you haven't seen it, X Machina. Doesn't yeah. matter who you are, go check it out. Yeah, nice one. Right, so I uh, I did put mine in order. Cool. 
Um, and so, obviously, they're films, like like you said, Nick, they're films that I could go back and watch no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, number five yeah. for me is Empire Strikes Back. Oh, how did I put choice. it? Choice. <laughs> yeah. choice. Yeah. You, know, you know what I thought, though? Sorry, i just get back to that in one second. Yeah. I just thought, it's too hard to tackle, like... It's like saying your favorite band is the Beatles. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you know, yeah, we know yeah. that. So, but that's, I'm glad. But you definitely can... out of yeah, yeah. definitely out of um, all the Star Wars movies, that one. We probably do watch that once a year. And yeah, exactly. Like I just, I don't know. Like what sets it apart for you? I really, I I don't even really know. I think just the story. I think because <laughs> I think because New Hope, um, New Hope was interesting, but. Um, it, it didn't have that shock factor, like, when you get into Empire Strikes Back. And I really just liked... Um, I kind of felt like New Hope was a little bit too much running around and not really achieving anything. And then once you get into Empire Strikes Back, that's when everything starts to happen. Yeah. Well, I think that's I'll... when it all Sorry. sort of goes together, sort of thing like that. And so, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, that's just been the one that I've really liked. I think it's also because I love Yoda. Mm, so that one has yeah. a lot of Yoda in it. I think also it's probably like one of the first like big films, maybe ever, to have a real cliffhanger. Like yeah, that film ends with like the deliberate intention to set up a third film, and like that's why it like ends on so many like down notes. Like New Hope is fun, but like there's always talk about Jedi with not really too much Jedi action, mm. and like it ends like a parade for like it's just yeah. Kind of, yeah. I just get a medal. It's except Chewie, a gold medal who felt in like. Blowing up a Death Star. But, like, you've got the battle on Hoth, which is, like, really oh, hard. Yes, I love that so much. It's just a step up. I love the like, adults. I love... Yeah, exactly. And also, like, really the idea up. of, like, friends betraying each other. Like, Lando mm. sells them out and stuff. Mm. Oh, well, that whole... Once they get to Cloud City... Mm. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, just a little side note. Donald Glover has just been cast as Lando Carizian, which I think is, like... I, I don't want to say I inspired the choice. But I definitely called it like five years ago. Oh, like really? when they start talking about when Disney bought Styles and like they do like a young if they do young Han Solo, yeah. get Donald Glover as young Lando. Mm. Yeah, and um Amelia Clark is also gonna be that. Yeah, I don't know who she's gonna play, but that's Han Solo, she's playing young. No, that's she's not playing Han Solo. <laughs> um Yeah, no, good that's choice. a really good choice, good choice. Yeah. Damn, Thank I'm you. a little jealous of that, yeah. <laughs> uh, mine is real eyebrow raise. I get a lot of funny looks, but my my I put I've number five, um Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. Is that the first one? The second one. That's the second one. Oh my God, I actually, I've only seen... We didn't finish it. It beat us. Halfway no. through, yeah. Yeah, I... But I really <laughs> like the first one. Yeah, it's I great. don't know why uh, those movies... Like, his Guy Ritchie's two films struck a chord, but I just love them so mm. much. Like, I watch them all the time. Uh, and that second one, uh, the writing is just really clever. There's a lot of... Um, it's obviously an American production, but the the... English, like, there's a bit where um, Jude Law, who plays Dr. Watson, they're on the train, uh, and he's, like, they're being attacked, and he's, he's shooting, he's just like, send in the fast bowlers, and he's, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> I really I love that kind of stuff, so. I'm yeah. a big Guy Ritchie fan, um, I really love Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, yeah. and Snatch, Snatch yeah. as well, in fact, they should be on my list, but they're not. And also, the Man They've been my top ten. Awesome as well. Yeah, yeah, Man I like the Man from, I thought the Man from suffered from his running time. I think it's just a little bit too long. Oh, no, I, I completely disagree, but the... but it's got one of my like my favorite actors from that previous film, Alicia Vikander's in as well. Yes, so. yes, yes. Um, so yeah, that was my fifth. As I said, like I wouldn't expect anyone to listen to that and be like, yeah, he's probably right. <laughs> and it's just a per- obviously a personal thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love the first one and the second one. Yeah, we just got defeated by it, but 
I'm like I say. Uh, someone said, it's really something the other day. But something you said. I can't remember. You recommended a movie. But said you really liked the movie, and they like raised my brother. Like you don't get where I take his opinion seriously. So if he said he liked it, I'll go check it out. So maybe I'll give Game of Shadows a second viewing. Yeah. Um, all right. So what's your number four? Oh, I suppose you haven't you haven't ranked them, have you? So this is just like yeah. But this is alright. That's fine. Um, so the next one is a little horror film uh, from the early two thousands uh, called Cabin Fever. Haven't seen it. Yeah. So it's an Eli Roth film. It's his first film before he made Hostel um, and. Green Inferno, like he started out, like he was fresh out of university, and it's like I'm a fan of Evil Dead and like kind of small horror films. I'm gonna make a little, uh, a little flick based on a, a flesh eating disease that I kind of acquired unintentionally while traveling and stuff. But I'm gonna make it all like bloodthirsty and murderous. But it's also really like funny and amusing, and it's not a straight up horror. Like it definitely like kind of goes to different um, areas. But it's yeah, it's really well done. Like it's disgusting. Like it's just so bloody and yeah off-putting, um, none of the characters are all that likeable, um, so it's very different and kind of subversive to what you normally see in horror, um, no, it's really, it's a really cool flick, um, it's essentially about, like, this five, yeah, this five teens to, like, finish high school and they go out to this cabin in the woods, like, for a couple, like, for a weekend or whatever, um, and the water has been poisoned by, like, this flesh-eating disease, um, and they all slowly start, like, getting contaminated, and you literally just see, like, Sheets of skin getting torn. Like, oh. It's like a shaving scene. Like, oh, no. It's disgusting. But, like, it's so, like, different and wonderful. Like, uh, Peter Jackson, like, said it was his favourite movie of the year when it came out. Because wow, yeah. he made, like, Dead Alive. Like, he started in horror, like, with Bad Taste and stuff. Um, so, yeah, and I didn't really, um, didn't honour Eli Roth in my first uh, top five, but he's one of my favourite directors, so I had to give him a shout-out. And so, really grateful. Definitely worth checking out. They just remade it, and unfortunately, it's... It's not very good. Like, it's the exact same script, but they took all the jokes out of it. Yeah. So, like, even though it's beautifully shot and, like, it's more visually interesting, it's just not the same flick. And, like, he's got nothing to do with it. So, go check out the 2003, or 2002 version of Cabin Fever. It's really, really good. Cool. Alright, well, my, um, number four. Now, I couldn't decide which one to do. They're in the same vein. But I just couldn't decide. So number four is either Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone or Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Cool. Um, I am leaning more towards Chamber of Secrets. I would agree. We heard recently someone say that it's like the most hated film yeah. ever series. Well, no I definitely way. disagree. Like, yeah, definitely Surely disagree. like the fourth is probably the most That's hated, what I thought, it? yeah. yeah. I mean, they give them a exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Chamber of Secrets rather than mm. Philosopher's Stone. Uh, because Philosopher's Stone, as much as I can watch that like a zillion times, and I have watched it a zillion times, because I used to, when I was in high school, come home every day after school and chuck in the VHS and just watch it. Um, uh, I'm going to say Chamber of Secrets because I feel like Chamber of Secrets has better pacing. Yeah. It's more actiony, it's faster, whereas obviously because you've got to set everything up in Philosopher's Stone, it can be a little bit slower. And also, Daniel Radcliffe looks a little bit older, and that's when he was at his hottest. <laughs> so he was in his young teens. Oh, yeah. You didn't find him hot was, when he was a uh, Nazi? I actually, but he's the only guy that I've ever been attracted to who has a shaved head. When he, when I saw his shaved head, I was like, you know what? That actually doesn't look too bad. He was, uh, I hate shaved heads. Did you think he was attractive in horns? Or if he was like a... Yeah, attractive in horns. Um, he's just not, he's only, he's only attractive from the chin up. His chest is... Oh, like cavernous. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Okay. Um, I would agree with uh, your decision of Chamber of Secrets being better than Philosopher's Stone. Because mm. it's a little bit darker, but not too dark. Plus, you yep. get, like... Kenneth Branagh, who's an excellent whatever rock star. It's funnier. Like, he's... <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, like, the, in all the interviews when they came out, like, it's so funny this time, guys. It's so funny. Yeah. You're like, like, you have no idea. Ah. But, um, yeah, like, he's better than the dude who played Quirrell. Like, Quirrell's kind of, like, an uninteresting yeah. kind of yeah. sidekick type thing. Um, yeah, it's really... It's good. So, yeah. that's your favourite of the HPs? I think so. I think it is, yeah. Most people go with three. I wouldn't go with three, but most people I go with seven point one. Really? Yeah. I like seven point one. The, the, I think tree, that's the tree the movie. Film. The tree. They're out like out in the trees for like two oh, hours. Oh, I really I, I thought it was just such a great film. I still enjoy it as well. It's got that really like um it's the actually I was talking about the sexuality in Fantastic Beasts before. It's got the only sexual moment of all the Harry Potter films. When Ron's looking into the yes, Horcrux yes. and like Har- and Harry and Hermione are naked and like making out and stuff, um, did yeah. be good. Um, so my what are we up to? Four, Four is Interstellar. Haven't mm. seen it. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Want, I've always wanted to see ah, it. So good. See, I heard all these horrible things about it, and then you're like one of two people recently who's like, it's so good, and because I'd heard it described as like Gravity, except with. Matthew McConaughey. I haven't seen Gravity either, but I was just like, that doesn't sound appealing at all. Uh, it's it's just like, you'll find as a theme, a Christopher Nolan <laughs> styled theme. I think that's the other thing, like, after Dark Knight Rises, like, even though I enjoyed it when I saw cinemas, like, after I kind of had some time to know, like, I kind of left a bad taste on it. I'm like, oh, that wasn't actually that good. Um, so I never want to keep watching this guy's stuff. Then I rewatched Dark Knight Rises and I still like it, so. Yeah, um, it's it's so it's you it's quite a lot of technical physics and stuff like that. Mm. So it's definitely not one to just chuck on in the background. But um Ah, oh, so good. So bloody good. Any particular standout performance or uh, I think everyone's it, it's I tell you, it's just like the the usual suspects, so Michael Caine. I think And Hathaway's in as well, isn't Yeah, she? like I think he's been in the last I think he's been in, like, every Christopher Nolan movie except... Um, Memento. Memento, yeah. Yeah, he's in Prestige. That's a great flick as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, McConaughey knocks it out of the park. Uh, Jessica Chastain is amazing as well. She's fantastic as his daughter. Um, oh, there's there's a scene where uh, there's time there's time differentials and stuff and time gets sucked into all this black hole. So he goes down to a planet because they're basically there to search for a place for humans to live. Mm-hmm. And he comes back in like thirty years have passed, and he he's got all these video messages from his kids, and, oh, okay. and you just sort of see him watching them like grow up. And he's only been gone for an hour, but he's come back, and like his kids have like grown up, and he's, he's just like there's tears streaming down his face, and it's like I challenge you not to cry while watching. You might have sold me, though. That sounds pretty incredible. Oh, like, you may have yeah. convinced me. I mean, I'll, I'll I've got on Blu-ray to say the word, and I'll uh, courier it over. Nice. Would you like to borrow it? Uh, I might have to. Yeah, I'll read it next time. Uh, so that's four for me. Nice. What was five for you again? Oh, Game of Shadows. Game of Shadows. It's very forgettable if you're not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my number three uh, is another horror movie, like straight into another horror film. Um, Friday the 13th, the original... Uh, sl- not the original slasher film. So the, are you doing the whole series or just that first Just the one? first one. So I watched that one probably once a year as well. Like I watched so, it. So what sets that out from from a lot of other horror films? You know, like why that one? Well, it's interesting because three is really good as well, but 
I think one, they just, it's, it's the beginning of everything. Like, the first one, like, Jason isn't even the villain in it. Like, if you've never seen the Friday the 13th film, spoilers, that's like a 30-year-old film at this point, like, almost 40 years old. Um, it's just, it's the original idea of the kind of campsite horror film slasher. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know what it is, it's just super, like, I mean, the Jason films have always been my favourite, like, kind of horror series. Like, I like Jason more than Freddy, more than Michael Myers, more than yeah. Leprechaun. Uh-huh. Mike Myers? Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, it's just really what well I like. The kills are like, creative and different. Like, it was such a low-budget film um, when they made it as well. So, And it was all made for a cash grab, which I think is really kind of amusing. Like, it wasn't like them trying to be creative. It was yeah. just like, we can make money off this horror film. Let's do it. Um, and, yeah, the performance is just really good. And it's also, I think, the first role um, of Kevin Bacon. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And it sizzles, that bacon. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, but, uh, is it halal? Because, <laughs> <laughs> no, not in the 80s, man. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just fun and, and campy and silly, but really, really well done. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. but, like, 3 would be a close second in terms of that, that series. Like, 3 is really good. Even 2 is pretty, I mean, they're, with the exception of, like, Jason Goes to Hell, like, the ninth one, they're all pretty good. They're all pretty fun, but number 1, gotta go with the original. Yeah. Oh, nice one. Alright, my uh, third one is Argo. Oh, nice. Yes. Argo, yeah, good film. Which I really, really liked. Again, only seen it one time, but man, like, we fin- when, I, when we finished watching that, I was like, I immediately want to watch this again. Mm. And, like, I just think about it all the time. I was literally on the edge of my seat. It was just fantastic. I thought it was really, really good. A lot of Red State cast members in that film as well. Oh, my God. Uh, did that win Best Picture as well? Yeah. I think it did, yeah. yeah. It was beginning of, like... I mean, it's the third of Affleck's, like, kind of direct, uh, directed films. Yeah. But, um, like, the kind of the beginning of his, like, return to form and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I never thought he left form. Like, yeah, there's some kind of, kind of crappy movies in the mid-2000s. Yeah. But, like, they weren't necessarily his fault. Like, he was definitely just going for a paycheck. Yeah. Like, the movie. <laughs> paycheck. Um, Can you yeah. tell me what that... I haven't seen that for so long. What... They I haven't they, seen it. They... He reversed... They... Like, he... You haven't seen it? No, I haven't seen okay. it. Okay. So it's something to do, like, there's either time travel or memory wiping, but he reverse engineers technology. So I'm not sure if they send him to the future. He reverse engineers technology to see how it works, and then they bring him back, and then they <coughs> invent the technology or something like that. But it's something shit like that. Yeah. It's apparently Sounds like a 2000s film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Argo's great. Like, I mean, he's excellent, but then you've got John Goodman, Alan Arkin, mm. um, Carrie Bechet. She's like one of the girls held hostage, the blonde girl. Um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Plus, sure. they get to keep making that like dirty joke the whole time. Yeah. Um, Argo, fuck yourself. Excellent. Yeah, really good film. Nice. Uh, so my third is by Quentin Tarantino. Nice. Glorious Bastards. Ooh. I just never get sick of watching that. We yeah, might see that one pop up on another list soon as oh, well. Oh, sorry for jumping the gun. No, that's alright. Um, but it's just, I think about, this is what I, this is how I base those films. I just think, you start that film and then you get that scene on that farm and I just think, I'm in. I'm into this film after one minute. You know what I mean? Can I just, I'm just going to talk very quickly. We might as well just do a longer discussion. It's my number two. In oh, okay. In my next film. So we'll just talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, keep just, going. Oh, I'll <laughs> oh, keep going. Yeah. But yeah, I just think, and I'm also, I just love films that have such different identities for each sections of the film, mm-hmm. and just like starting off on that farm, 
what a great opening scene. And then it just moves to Paris and we get her having opened the cinema. All the while you've got the, uh, what do they call them? Bastards? Yeah, the bastards, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, like scalping Nazis mm. and stuff. Like that baseball scene where Eli oh, Roth is just knocking yeah. that, is that. Or even just the speech that Brad Pitt does yeah. before that. You I know? want my scalps. And yeah. what about the music? When he's like the like the tension that's built up when you yeah. hear him hitting the bat inside mm-hmm. the cave, yeah. and you almost like it's so it's good. It's like a horror movie that moment. It's so good that I almost forget that like Hitler wasn't like the stakes are so high that you like mm. you just forget that it's not true. You know what I mean? so, like that movie did like it's so hard to choose the best performance because obviously you want to say Christoph Waltz, Christoph Waltz, mm-hmm. or Brad Pitt. But like think about everyone that introduced you. Like it did give us Christoph Waltz. It gave uh, us Michael Fassbender. Yeah, Daniel Bruhl. Daniel Bruhl, uh, Melanie Laurent, which is the yeah. French girle. Laurent. Laurent. That's what I meant to <laughs> say. Ah, wow, Shoshana. Yeah. Like, Daniel Bruhl, like, is so good in oh. that film. Um, they're all good. Um, yeah, there's it's so many really films. solid yeah, film. um, Like, the strudel scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, such a weird, like, scene that shouldn't, like, shouldn't be yeah. memorable, but just, and like... And then, the like, she just cries after it. There's uh, that. And that scene in the, in the, um, that bar downstairs. Yeah, the downstairs mm. with, um... Uh, I can't remember who's the who's the SS it, officer. Is it Zola? And he's got Schmidt, or is it Schmidt? It's not Zola because Zola is Daniel Bruhl. That's right. But it, you know when when he's uh, when yeah. they tell the, the he has the son Wilhelm. Or yeah, yeah, that guy. When they tell him off, mm. um, the tension because he's in another room and he says, "If I might interject," and there's like a twenty or thirty second pause while he like he takes another drag of his cigarette, puts it out, mm. and the tension in that. He's just unbelievable. Uh, and then you got like Hugo Stiglitz. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Hugo Stiglitz. Um, <laughs> and they did that like really weird like 80s guitar. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> um, um, and who else? And uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers yeah. is in it. And also, uh, is it John Jarrett? No. Who, I know who did it with the Australian actor. Yeah. It's, um, oh, what's his name? Um, I, know, I know exactly who you're talking about. He played um, Winston Churchill. Oh, is that who he's meant to be? Yeah. I never noticed that before. Um, that's the thing about that film, is you can watch that, like, a million times, and every time you watch it, you see something new. Like, yeah. it's just... Even though I do um, put Kill Bill high, it probably is my favourite Tarantino film. Um, where is... Where is he? I know who you're talking about. I can to pop up. So many people, like, in this... Yeah. Um, in the IMDb, their photo is from and that course, film. How can we mention that without talking about BJ Novak? Yeah. One of the bastards. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And Sam Levine's in it as well, who was in Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah. He's not coming up here, but I know who you're talking yeah. about. It's the Aussie guy. Um, so that's my three. Um, it's so good. I'm just trying to think, like, you know, the milk scene, like the milk scene at the start. So, like, I don't know who the dude is who played the farmer, but he's brilliant. Oh, like, yeah. Fantastic. Um, the scene with, um, when she's taking the letters off and, like, he's flirting with her. Yeah, yeah. Um... And just, uh, how can you, like, Daniel Bruhl is a Nazi who's famous for killing heaps of allied soldiers, but how, like, innocent is he and how naive is he when he's trying to, like, Like, it's her? really, like, heartbreaking, but it's also, like, she never, he just, he... I don't know if it's that heartbreaking, because he's all, like, innocent and everything, and then all of a sudden he just turns. Yeah, and, once she, once yeah, she knocks him back right. and he he's says, like, do you know who I am? That's right, yeah. you know, he's like, it's, it's, well, as I was going to say, it is heartbreaking because he's so naive, but it also plays into the naivety of, like, the Nazis. Like, yeah, no, and I'm not making right. Nazis excuses, but they're all just kind of like, oh, this Hitler guy's kind of charming, let's do what he says. Yeah. Like, 
and they just fall again like it's that cultist kind of idea like they just fall for it mm. um, and so he's kind of believing this lie as well and believes that he can get any girl he wants and whatnot. Um, yes. Yeah. So and like and Sophie from Kill Bill's in it as well. She, yeah. You see her get ploughed by Goebbels in like a quick flashback. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pretty perfect flick. Like, and the soundtrack is excellent. Oh, fantastic. Like using Bowie in that final, yeah. like in that, that burning down scene. Like, oh, uh, that was so good that I actually went out and. Um, I saw a copy of that on vinyl with a single release and I, I had to buy it. <laughs> so I've got that on vinyl now. Nice. It's, it's yeah. such a great flick. And yeah. of course, um, oh, I just can't think... Uh, the German actress. Oh, um, the one who plays Bridget von Hammersmark. Yeah. How, I, can't, I can't think of her name. Yeah, um, it's Ainsley something... Cr- Diane Kruger. Diane Kruger. She's yeah. fantastic as well. It's... Yeah, it probably is his best film. Like, I just... I mean, I think I just love the whole... I think I just love the... Um, the pop culture it's not even the right word but like how like kind of pop arty Kill Bill yeah. is yeah. it's just so visually like fun yeah, and like right. reminds me of like old serials and stuff so I just love watching that yeah but um but yeah Glorious Bastards is almost perfectly so that was so that's your two yeah so we're on to your two now yes Dana. so my two is um, something that's from my childhood that was basically the first thing that I ever fell in love with. So that is Pocahontas. Oh, really? Pocahontas is number two for me. I was trying to think um, of a Disney film to put in my top, mm, but I could just couldn't think of anything that I love. And just because, like, I don't know, I don't even remember watching watching Pocahontas for the first time. All I remember is that it just was in my life, and I just loved it. I was obsessed with it, more obsessed than, um, all probably equally obsessed as I am with it about Harry Potter, mm. you know, um, and it's just a beautiful film, like, the way that it's drawn, the way that it's animated, it's just gorgeous, and the songs are really nice, and so that's that holds a special place in my heart. Also stars two people we've mentioned today already, Christian yes. Bale and Mel Gibson. That's exactly, well, doesn't star Christian Bale, he's in it for, like, a couple of lines, and that's about it, but definitely Mel Gibson. And Pocahontas is your favourite Disney princess? Yes, she is most definitely my favourite. Do you have a favourite Disney princess? princess? Yeah. I don't really know enough, so I'm going to say I've Pocahontas. Got, well, see, the thing is, yeah. <laughs> Mine's Because there's, there's different categories of princesses. So, dis, so, like, Pocahontas isn't really, like, considered to be a Disney princess. So, of the big grouping of princesses, she's my favourite. Of the smaller grouping of princesses, which are the ones that are supposed to be famous for being princesses, um, Sleeping Beauty, Aurora. Okay. She's my favorite. Which I've never seen Sleeping Beauty. Really? Yeah. It's really good. Well, I wasn't into princesses when I was a kid. Yeah, so. I suppose. <laughs> but now. <laughs> but now. But now. Royalty. Yeah. Um, and like Mulan's like a recent addition oh, for Mulan me. Oh, Mulan is... Fr- I, I was going to put Mulan down as well, but Pocahontas beat Mulan, mm. but um, I still obviously had Mulan Barbie dolls and, and all that sort of stuff like that still. Cool. So that's like more like a nostalgia one as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's right. I, I didn't really like have any. I never thought of that. Mine are always so contemporary. But I suppose I don't. I'd be something like <coughs> that I've seen since a kid, like the Three Amigos or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, so what's your number two, well, Nick? I, I should just say that my top two are just interchangeable. But just mm. for the sake of ha- having to choose one, I would say my second is Inception. Okay. Oh, okay. I still haven't seen Inception. Yeah, I remember. I still haven't seen it. I remember having mixed feelings about it. I remember, like, I dug it the first time. Sh- Inception? Or at least I dreamt of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember so. when I first saw it, I'm like, that was really cool. And then, like, when it, as like time went on, I'm like, oh, well, the visual effects were cool. I don't know if the story was cool. But I haven't watched it since that first time, so I definitely need to give it a second viewing. 
uh, it's, it's almost like, I'd call it like the perfect film. Okay. I just love everything about it. I think the cast is amazing. Think about it, like, Leo, uh, Leo is just like the best. Mm. Um, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy oh, um, uh, Cillian Murphy. Yeah, so just everyone from Batman except for Leo. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's my number two. I mean, number two, I was like, I was like, that's an interesting number one, but it's not your number one. No, but it could be. Okay. It could be. Uh, my number one, I had to think long and hard, and like when I was, well, whenever I write a list, I tend to like, give a lot of thought, but then, I, I, like, when I started doing this, I'm like, alright, I've got to think of, I'm going to think of five, like, my next top five, or whatever, I need to think of something that, like, I, I love, like, I, whenever I, like, I can watch it, like, multiple times a year, and whenever I think about it, I'm like, oh, I can watch that right now. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of it. And then there's a flick that I probably have watched every year, probably every, at least once a year, maybe more, since it's come out uh, in 2008, I want to say. Um, and that's Hot Fuzz. Yeah, good mm. choice. Hot Fuzz. It's probably my favourite of the Cornetto trilogy, and I love yeah. Shaun of the Dead, and I yeah. love World's End as well. The great big bushy beard. But yeah. Hot Fuzz is, to me, is, is, is a perfect film. Yeah. Like, it really is, like, and, like, when you watch, if you watch the three in succession as well, like, you get to see Nick Frost and Simon Pegg do so many, like, changes, like, in, um, well, like, it was, especially the last, especially, like, the last, like, in The World's End, you know, like, Simon Pegg's, like, a real, like, kind of drunk goof, whereas Nick Frost is all, like, uptight and straight, yeah. and then you get to see the other version of them in Hot Fuzz, where, like, you know, he's, like, the, the clean-cut, like, sergeant who's, like, got nothing as mine except for the job. And Nick Frost is kind of this lovable buffoon yeah. who loves cop movies and that's why I became a cop. Um, it's just... Like, Edgar Wright's a genius. Like, yeah. And that dude hasn't made anywhere near enough films. Like, I wish that guy would make more movies because he's only got, like, four to his name. Um, like, it's those guys and... I'm just trying to think... I'm trying to think who else is in it. Like, Jim Broadbent. Oh, is Jim the, Broadbent, yeah. Like, Bill yeah. Bailey as the twins. Um, yeah, uh... Uh, Timothy S- Dalton is the villain. The guy who plays Sandor Clegane. Yeah, that, like, as, yeah. As, as a Yarp. Yeah. Yarp. That guy. Um, it's just... It's, like, visually beautiful. Like, the jokes... Like, there's some really, like, kind of wonderful dirty jokes in there, but there's some really intelligent jokes yeah. in as well. Like, the whole crossword scene. Yes. Um, when he first meets the um, innkeeper. Pa- uh, Paddy Considine. Yeah, he's great in it. Um, the girl from Broadchurch, I can never remember her yeah, name. Yeah, something yeah. Coleman or... Yeah. yeah. Sophie Coleman or something? Yeah. No. Not Cynthia, I think Sophie maybe, or Sophia yeah. Coleman. Whatever, or whatever her yeah, name is. Yeah, she's like, fantastic. As, like, the kind of, like... Not, she's not slutty, but she's kind of, like, the like the, yeah. the girl who's been around the block a few times yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, the dude who plays the reporter. Like, every single cast member is chosen, like, perfectly. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, Good choice, damn. But no, I didn't have that... Like, Simon Pegg movies are just naturally in my honourable mentions. Like, he just doesn't make bad films. And it's... Well... You know what? I, the thing is, like, I, haven't, I didn't love How to Lose Friends and Alienate People, but I haven't watched it in a long time, so yeah. I'm going to give another view. Um, but it's just, yeah... And it's also, like, super violent, which you don't get a lot in comedies. And, like, it's not, it's not necessarily needed, but for this, it's just... Everything about, like, the balance is so well done. Plus, then you've got, like, the mystery behind, like, trying to figure out who the killer is yeah. and, like... Um, the whole... And the jokes, just like, you know, like, I've never shot you, fired you up. Yeah, like, like in Point the, Break. In point break. Uh, and the bit where, 
um, they catch the theatre guy for speeding. And then <laughs> later, like, they're like, you know, that's the guy we done for speeding. And he's just like, yeah. Like, <laughs> what is he saying? It's like, like, well, um, unfortunately, we can't, uh, yeah. we can't, he goes, unfortunately, we can't uh, receive gratuities from someone we officially rebuked. So. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it's, it's perfect. Like, it's such a perfect film. Um, and it's probably, like, only just out of my original top five. It could probably be easily substituted into my original top five. It's just, it's excellent. Now I want to watch it before I get a bit. Right, like, it's the minis I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. Like, it's yeah. so watchable. But I think that's what they're, that's the good, a good principle to go on these lists. It's mm-hmm. the ones where, just even talking about, like, Inglorious Bastards, I yeah. want to watch it again, you know what I mean? Absolutely, so, yeah. Alright, so what's your numero uno? Numero uno for me is Amelie. Oh, good oh, wow. So it's not even an English language No, word. it is not. A bold it's, choice. Ever since I first watched it, um, my my sister had the DVD of it uh, back when I was a teenager, uh, living at mum and dad's house, and my sister had the DVD of it, and I would always see it, but never watched it, yeah. because I was always like, oh, I'll get around to it. And then the first time I watched it, I think I must have been maybe 15, 15 or 16, and I just fell in love with it. It is so quirky and funny, but also really heartwarming and beautiful. And the way that it's shot is just fantastic. Um, and I love Audrey Tattoo in it. She's just really, really good. And I love, um, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's the guy who plays the love interest. I didn't mm. know it off the top of my head, but um, I've just forgotten it for a second. I just love... I don't know what it is about it, but it's just one of those feel-good movies. Mm. And every time you watch it, like, it just makes you feel happy. Do you know what I think part of it is as well? And maybe I'm reading too much into it or overthinking it. It's almost kind of a little bit like an adult live-action version of, like, Madeline. Yeah, you know? Uh, his name is Matthew Matthew Kosovitz, mm. who plays Nino Comunbois. Oh, sorry, Nino, yeah, yeah. Nino Comunbois. I haven't seen it in a while, but... Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. Is my first admission here, and you, you know why I'm always put off by it. It's a haircut. Is the front is the cover of the DVD? Yeah, she's kind of got a bit of an annoying expression on her face, mm, and for some reason I feel like that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that represents the movie. It's yeah. pretty delightful. Like it yeah. is, it is really is. It's like the, from the very beginning, the first <laughs> scene you watch, uh, it really sets the vibe as to what the movie is like, and you go, oh, okay, it's like this funny, quirky, cute. But also serious type. Rom-com kind of thing? Or what's the... Um, there is a bit of romance within it. Um, but it's, it's, it's mainly about this French girl who she can't seem to find anything that satisfies her in life. Um, especially in terms of love and relationships and sex and stuff like that. Yeah. And so she, she makes herself feel better by the little things. So the little things might include like the feeling of dipping her hand into a sack of grains and stuff like that, yeah, or yeah. like you know, um, um, uh, the creme brulee, the, so the cracking of the creme brulee, and then she um, takes it upon herself after the events of uh, Princess Diana's death, because um, the movie set in 1997. Um, after the events of Princess Diana's death, she takes it upon herself to. Um, try and improve everybody else's lives, uh, lives around her. Mm-hmm. So she does all these, like, clever little things to try and improve them. And then, like, 
she starts fucking things up for people who are really mean. Yeah. And so she does, like, all the, like, these pranks on these um, mean people and stuff like that. And then along the way, she she sees this guy and, and um, it all sort of goes from there. I won't ruin it. But it is a really lovely... Oh, I definitely have to check it out. You're yeah. making me want to watch things. I haven't said it in a while, but, like, you're just, just like, rem- so reminding good. me of stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, that does something. Yeah, it's yeah. just so good. Uh, awesome. Here we are, down to the final number one. Dark Knight. Pretty great film. Just like, it's the, it's perfect. And I just, I know it sits comfortably, like, as I said, it's interchangeable with Inception, but from the very first moment when, like, he shoots it on that insane HD IMAX film, and you get the the buildings, and then you see that the glass break, and they shoot that zip line across, I'm just like, whole, I just know. It's stunning, dude. Like, it really is. Just like, the depth of, the depth of it as well with, like, Having two, like, having the Joker and Harvey Two-Face, mm. what a gen- Like, you could just have a separate movie with Harvey, but to have them both in the same one... Mm. I, the only problem I have with the Two-Face thing is I don't think they... They could have definitely done more with him. I would have liked more. Yeah. But, like, that's such a small thing. And also, I love how... Like, there's just so many cool little, like, Easter eggs in it. Like, for example, like, that opening shot, like, the introduction of the Joker, like, before you see the Joker, is the brightest that film ever is. Like... Yeah. If you look at it, like, then after that, it, like, it literally becomes, like, the dark night. Like, it just gets so dark and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the irony of, like, in the police chase... I've just commandeered John O'Bourne. No, no, no. Um, like, in the police chase, there's the irony... No. Yeah, when they're, like, they kind of... The Joker's chasing, um... Uh, Harvey Dent. In, in the police And you just see, like, the fire truck on fire. Like, just the irony of yeah. that stuff. Um, um, and, what, you know, one of the thrills I always get is... When there's the uh, the truck that says laughter or whatever, and he's written the S. Of yeah, slaughter. slaughter. Yeah, yeah. So good. Um, I mean, Heath Ledger. That is so so good. Um, like the bit where he's dressed up as the nurse. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm, the, not, I'm not crazy. I'm not, yeah. not crazy. Um, him in the jail cell, like basically any scene that guy's in. Um, like this. It's, it's so messed up. They really give the Joker this new depth. Like, there's that bit... I don't know, everyone, like, kind of goes to the, like, I'm going to make a pencil disappear or whatever. Um, but there's the bit where... Um, Mark, uh, is it Michael J. White? He plays the... the Like, the African-American yeah. crime boss. Yeah. He's, like, bringing the clown dead or alive, and they bring him in dead, but then he's not really... Yeah. And he's, like, going to have tryouts, and he makes them, like, try to kill each other yeah. with, like, cool and stuff. It's so dark. Yeah. Um... The only thing I don't like about it, um, there's one thing about that film that really irks me, and I didn't know it. It took me like a couple of views and like reading to kind of like realize it. But the Riddler's in that movie, and he's done in the corniest way ever. Is the he? Riddler's in there. Yeah. So Who you know, um, I watched that recently. I didn't pick anything. Yeah. Out. Yeah. So you know how like in Dark Knight Rises, um, John Blake was Robin, like his real name was Robin. It's one of those jokes. Oh. So, like, the Riddler, you know the guy who's working for Wayne Tech and is trying to, like, uncover who he is? Yeah. That guy? His name is Mr. Reese. As in Mr. Reese. Oh, no. Boo. Yeah, boo. Oh, I just feel like to get that out of my top five. But that's the only thing. Like, that's when I was like, come on, dude. Like, you don't need to do that. Like, that was um, kind of upsetting. But everything else, like, performances are just great. Oh, just so good. Yeah, so that's, that's... But again, I could have easily had Inception. Yeah. <coughs> How many, uh... Was it three, it was Nolan, three. in the top five? Wow. Yeah. And Tina did two Ridley Scotts. I don't think I had the same director for anything. I had two Ridley Scotts in my honourable mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what's, your, 
So what's your top? Yeah, what's one? your what's your top five before this? Yeah. Uh, so clerks. Um, wait, wait, wait. So what was your number one just now? Hot Fuzz. Oh, Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, my original top five is Clerks, uh, Blues Brothers, Kill Bill, The Devil's Rejects, and Desperado. Mm. Desperado being number one? No, no, Clerks is number, yes, one. number one. But they were all like, those were all movies that like came to like significant points in my life. So like Blues Brothers was, it's pretty much the first film I ever remember watching. It was like a film that I watched with my dad all the time growing up. Yeah. And then um, Kill Bill was, like, the first flick that I watched was the main kind of thing. Like, oh, I might like to... I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, I might like to make movies. And then I saw Desperado. I was like, oh, I think I'd really like to make movies. And then I watched Clerks. And I was like, oh, I think I could make a movie. Yeah. Um, and then Devil's Rejects is just, like, so messed up. <laughs> like, it's just wonderfully messed up. Um, but any film in that, like, top five plus on Romantics could, like, slide in there at any time. Yeah. Like, they're all, like, really enjoyable. But then there's stuff on your list where I'm like, wow, like, they're all good movies as well. I really like how we've all said something different. We haven't repeated anything. Except for Inglour. I think Inglourious Passes was the only oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that right. was a double up. And then there were two Nolan Batman films, but they didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Very well. That was good, wasn't it? Mm, that was good. I like doing lists. So you were saying you got an idea for next week's list. Well, I, I actually just... I'll give you. I'll run you through some uh, of the. I just thought then. So we could easily do worst five, which I've already come up with just now. Uh, I was thinking we could rank the Harry. We could all rank oh, the yeah. Harry Potter films, which we've kind of done a bit of, but mm. I still think ranking them from like best to worst. <coughs> uh, top five scariest films. Okay. Uh, and I also just thought like best twist in a movie. Okay. Mm. These are all good ones as well. Yeah. Um, but we can decide that off air. It's going to be hard for me to rank the Harry Potter films. Why don't we rank the Marvel yeah. films, or 14 of them? <laughs> yeah, that'll be our 10 hour special. Well, <laughs> this is almost two hours, man, let me do the long episode. Yeah, so. yeah. It's our introductory special. It is, but I'm like, again, because like, we watch so much, but I like that we're taking time to discuss each thing, like, yeah. uh, it's nice not to gloss over things so quickly. That feels not too self-indulgent. I don't think so, because we're not like, you know... We're right, and everything we say is like yeah. the truth. Like we're just like, hey, these are things we like. And yeah. like don't like just putting this out there, my top five hated movies is very controversial. Oh scandalous! I reckon I can guess which one. Uh, one of them already. Yeah, I'm gonna say there's a Heath Ledger movie in there. There is. Night's <laughs> Tale. No, no, that's a great movie. <laughs> is it? Uh, I don't think I'll ever forgive that movie for putting a Nike symbol on his armor. I don't I hate shit like oh, that. Yeah. I don't remember that. I fucking hate that. But Paul it's Bettany, he's good too. I just don't remember. I, that never occurred to me as a Nike symbol. I was just yeah. kind of like, oh, it's a little thing. Yeah. It never occurred to me that it was actually like. I hate that. I, it's just such a cutesy yeah. early two thousands film mm-hmm. trick. You know what I mean? Like, that's this is how this started or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like some bullshit thing. It's like, oh, what was his name? Oh, it was Robin Hood or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah that's right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it just made me think of um, Back to the Future when he's like, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and isn't he also Calvin Klein? Yeah, he's well. also Calvin Klein, yeah. Um, but then I think with top five, top, oh, the worst films, I don't know how bad, like, I, we sort of watch a lot of bad films on purpose. These are my you know most I mean? hated Like, okay, most hated. Not Maybe that's, worst yeah. I don't know if I have. I don't most know. hated. I've got a week to think of them. Mm. I don't know what any movies that I hate. I'm sure there's... There's probably going to be a couple. There are some that I hate. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of... The thing is, I don't really watch films that I think I wouldn't even like. Mm. So it's actually tough to 
It's going to be a tough thing. Well, a couple of them are things that I've had to watch for school mm. yeah. and hated, so... Um, Big Steel. Did you guys ever watch that? No, yeah. but I've heard of it. <laughs> had, like, Noah Taylor in it. Or maybe not Noah. Who's the other guy who looks like Noah Taylor? I don't know. He's in Game of Thrones. Ah, uh, is it the other Noah guy? Um, Was he the one with um the beard he worked for the Night's nice Watch, but there's, like, a traitor? Yeah. I think that is Noah Taylor. Nah. He's also Charlie's dad in the... Oh, yeah, Noah Taylor, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I get him and, um, and Ben Mendelsohn mixed up. See, I, I've, I think I've seen like one picture of Ben Mendelsohn. I have no idea who the guy is, but I know he's an Australian actor. But Ben Mendelsohn, oh, yeah. yeah. Was he in Mississippi Grind with Ryan Reynolds? I don't know. I know him from Bloodline. Okay, I'm about to show you. Fantastic in that. Um, yeah, it's very popular. He won an Emmy. Oh, and now he's in Star Wars. Nice. Cool. Maybe we'll have to rank Star Wars movies as well. Oh, mm. yeah, well, that's easy. The shittest three of the three at the start. <laughs> I said I don't have any, anyone near as many problems with those films as everyone else seems to have. Like, don't get me wrong, they're not great, but there's, there's some fun to be found in some of those I think things. it all starts and ends with Jake Lloyd. Yeah, he's not good. He's a piece of shit. And also, like, the little, uh... uh oh, who's, um... Who's the guy that Han shoots in the bar in New Hope? Greedo. Greedo like, there's, like, a little Greedo in there as well. And it's like, oh, Arnie! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck you, mini Greedo. <laughs> um, yeah. well, I think that's a pretty successful yeah, introduction yeah, pretty to good. Pass the Remote. So we decided to call it in the end? Uh, yeah, we did, yeah. Shh, it started. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is cool. I like doing lists. And maybe we'll, I mean, we probably won't do lists every episode, but it's a cool way to like, kind of yeah. generate some discussion. Well, if we ever do like book adaptions, top five book adaptions, uh, the list I've maker, got my top, Schindler's my top, List. Mm. <laughs> top five list, films about lists. <laughs> I've got my top uh, hated book of all time. I definitely have I that. know that one as well. Yeah. Top hated book. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, that'll be a... Um, uh, that'd be controversial one. as well, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't have a, a sign-off. I don't know what to say, so... Uh, pass the remote. It's time to finish. <laughs> it's time to turn off the TV. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Probably good night and good luck. Yeah. Uh, good luck. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for the debut premiere of uh, Pass the Remote. Pretty happy with it. I thought it was pretty good. Mm, Hopefully so people enjoyed the sort of diversity in our top five list. That was nice. There was a lot of diversity in there. It wasn't like all action blockbusters. It wasn't all comedies. It yeah. wasn't all horrors. Uh, I felt, I was like, oh, I'm actually put two horrors in my list. But I, you know, they're good I, horror movies. I so. did think the lists were quite representative of each of us. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Certainly for mine, you know, like I don't stray too far into like horror or anything like that. I mean, mm. I probably could have put a comedy in there somewhere, but I just couldn't find a spot. But. Yeah, you got to put something you like. Thank you. Because it's the list that you like. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it for Past the Remote uh, with myself, Tina, and Nick. Hi. We'll uh, roll those credits.